Welcome, this is Beyond Hate, I'm Steven. I'm John. And today... Or Violent John and Steven Too Dope, I don't know, are we are we going by rap names now? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it would be Still Violent J. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it would just be uh, Shaggy Too Steve. Shaggy Too Steve. Because <laughs> I don't have any dope, so... No. It would just um, have to be Steve. Shaggy Too Beer. Shaggy Too Beer. <laughs> Shaggy two beers. We're gonna work on it. We'll, we'll, we'll figure <laughs> we'll, it out. We'll workshop it. Come back to it. But this is beyond the hate. This is ICP part two. So if you're like, hey, but what about go listen to our first episode that we did like over a year ago? Yeah. Um. That was one of the original original episodes that we did when uh when we were on a previous service. Uh, yeah, we, we did it like in dickheads. a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. <laughs> In a uh, van down by the river. Yeah. Um, and today, just to kind of skim over it, we decided not to do a craft beer, but we're doing this really nice, delicious juggalo drink of cream <laughs> soda fago and whipped vodka. Yeah. Good old pinnacle whipped cream vodka. And you mix it with the uh, cream soda, and it's basically the most delicious shit on earth. Yeah, it's really good. We're going to have to be careful. Um, <laughs> I'm already like, I'm not buzzed, but I'm kind of getting there. Yeah, there does we we made it with double shots. Yeah, you know, cause we ain't no bitch. <laughs> we, we ain't no bitch. At me, son. No. <laughs> um, but uh, we figured that uh, since the original ICP episode, we uh, really just uh, kind of went over two albums, which was the Great Malenko and the Amazing Jekyll Brothers. Mainly the Great Malenko, some Amazing Jekyll Brothers, right. and a bunch of reference about the gang stuff that we're not really going to talk about on this episode. The Juggalo gang stuff, if you want to hear our take on that, you can listen to the original episode. There's a lot of that stuff in there. So on this one, we're basically going to cover the Joker, the original Joker cards. Yes, the first deck. Which goes from a Carnival of Carnage all the way to The Wraith, and it's two parts. Yes. So, the original run of Joker's cards, uh, for those of you who don't know, is basically a, a very long fucking story told from, like, 1992 to, like, what, 2004? <laughs> right. So but before that, a little history. Also, by the way, ICP sold, like, 7 million albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're two time, you know. They have two albums that are platinum, five that went gold. Uh, they were formed in 1989, Joseph Bruce and Joseph Utzler. Uh, they met in Oak Park 
at a suburb of northern Detroit. They backguard Russell with Shaggy's brother John and a girl named Lacey. Uh, their inspirations was they loved they they all the people that they all loved was N.W.A. the Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, and Pearl Jam. Um, and a lot of you are thinking like, wait, Pearl Jam? That's kind of odd. But it, I mean, it, it, Pearl Jam inspires a lot of people. So. We actually talked about that on our last episode too. Yeah, on the original ICP episode. Uh, so uh, Joseph Bruce, which is uh, Violent J. Uh, is uh, originally was Jack Joe and uh, Utzler, which is Shaggy, was Kangle Joe, and they formed the JJ Boys. <laughs> the JJ Boys, <laughs> uh, then they became it's a good the, thing they didn't take off. Yeah, then it's they become <laughs> the Inner City Posse, which was the name of the gang that John formed with them. Uh, not me. Shaggy's brother. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Shaggy's brother's John. And uh, they made the Dog Beats song, which was. Inner City Posse got the Dog Beats, got the Dog Beats. Yeah. uh, (laughs) But radio stations wouldn't play it uh, because they were white. (laughs) That is true. They didn't have anything to do with what it sounded like. They just wouldn't play it because they were white rappers from Detroit. Right. Um, So a little bit of racism there. Yeah. Uh, Considering that, like, one of the greatest. You know, hip hop artists of all time. Eminem came from Detroit, white rapper. Yeah, do you imagine which him also, not getting played now? Which also, whenever he was also coming up, people wouldn't play his demos on the radio. Either. Yeah, Kid um, Rock also came from Detroit, so yeah, that's why he put more <laughs> rock into it. Because if you're yeah. white and you you have rock in your music, you're more likely to get played on the radio. Mm. Uh, they abandoned uh, gangster rap. Uh, shortly after, after the lifestyle, the gangster lifestyle landed them a small sentence in jail, and they weren't really making any money anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then they went into a friend of theirs, uh, Esham. Esham uh, the Unholy. Uh, which uh, di- they adapted and changed the his brand of hardcore into their own kind of thing. And then... Uh, that's how they changed their name to the Insane Clown Posse in 1991. But they refused to rap about Satan like most hardcore rappers did at the time. So they, they distanced themselves from rapping about, you know, Satan and devil worshiping and stuff. Which um, Esham did, yeah. Which Esham did. Uh, actually, basically every every hardcore rapper that <laughs> I could find just rapped about Satan, basically. Yeah, even Tech 9 He still does. Yeah, so basically all those people just rap about Satan except ICP. Right. Uh, Shaggy suggesting keeping the initials ICP because he liked how that sounded and it kind of, you know, from the roots because they were like 13 and 14 when they first started this. Right. And Violent J had a dream about a dark carnival. At first, a clown chasing him, and then he had an entire dream about a dark car- carnival. So that's how the Joker's cards, uh, the, the you know, that's how the uh, cards came about. Um, and then, in 1992, they came out with the Carnival of Carnage. Right. They started with uh, producer Chuck Miller after recording six, uh, uh, three songs for six thousand dollars. Their manager, Alex Abbas, fired Miller and hired Mikey Clark. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, 
Because they were getting kind of ripped off for that. Yeah, they, like, they but, recorded three songs and they were already had a bill of six grand. Yeah, that's just way too much for under for like underground dudes who didn't really have. They only had like one album out, which was Dog Beats mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and they're then, just kind of like, yeah, you're fired, man. Yeah, well, um, I need to get somebody who can do this for a lot cheaper. And, and Mikey Clark is a fucking genius. So they were definitely able to make money with Mikey Clark, yeah. And during the song The Juggler, at a live performance, Violent J referred to the fans uh, uh, as Juggalos, and that's how the name of the fans stuck. It was oh, a the- random live performance of The Juggler. Yeah. And, the Juggler. Yeah. Uh, which is like one of my just, favorite songs from And he album. just called... Uh, he just called his fan uh, Juggalos randomly at a live performance, and that name has just lived on. Yeah, forever. <laughs> um, yeah, so Carnival of Carnage, uh, people had a lot to say about that album, uh, considering that it's the first Joker's card, right? So, um, uh, it's uh, so this this first uh, comment, and I got all this stuff from Rate Your Music. Um, and uh it's it's interesting like if you want to go on there and you want to see like what an album is rated because people leave verbatim comments kind of like they do on imdb and like rotten tomatoes and stuff like that but this is based on music so this first one that i found it says the duo buried in the gangsta scene decided to change course and focus everything on esham's horror core copying skinny production style and themes by the detroit rapper who is also present as a guest here and um uh, in the posse of the last song on the drum machine, skinny, tight, syncopated, and pounding. <laughs> this is a really weird sentence. <laughs> Unfortunately, unlike the uh, Esham albums of the period, this effort is disconcerting. The production is terrible, of a very poor level, simplistic, mediocre, at times extravagant, and very annoying, made by Mikey Clark and Chuck Miller. The rhythms are often composed from a simple and decent boom bap, with a skinny syncopated and slow drum machine and sometimes the beats are darker when the production doesn't decide to meet more commercial choices such as a hip house or a hip dance which i was like i didn't even realize that was a thing um these white guys want to do some black hip-hop and end up being simple wiggas with uh even a little bit of poser thrown in i, I don't think they were really trying to do any of that <laughs> So like I don't the, know. Thing, the thing that always gets me about this is people always think that if you're a white person and you're rapping, you are trying to be black, right? You're trying to sound like you're black. You're trying to fit in because you're trying to you're you're trying to be as close to what like people would think of as hip hop as possible. And it's like that's not at all. Like you can't listen to this album and think this sounds like N.W.A. This sounds like Public Enemy. There's no fucking way. Okay, let's listen to a couple of seconds of the Juggler since we we mentioned that earlier, and just to see if this guy has the, the, Let's see if this guy has a point. So black rap. Does this sound time, like guess, somebody trying to be gangster rap in the 1990s had a certain sound? No matter how original you were, if you were Master P or anybody like that, you kind of had a sound in mm-hmm. the 90s. Yeah. So let's see if this sounds anything like, you know, like Dre and Master P and stuff like that. Let's see. Right. So this is the Juggler. Wait, you know the 
You you know that one NWO song where they're talking about eating people's faces, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was that bath salt song that yeah, Easy the, E wrote. Yeah, the back Eazy-E in eighty seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Faces. Now some of the beats <laughs> are like you know nineties hip hop, and there's a reason for that. There's a real clear reason for that, and it's not right. a poser thing at all, because this was made in the nineties. Right. Yeah. Now if this was made by a new group. Now you could say. Oh, these guys are posers ripping off 90s hip-hop. Right. But they are a 90s rap group. <laughs> right. That's what that's what the shit sounded like back then. Yeah. Like, the if beats. you took away, like, you know, like, Jay's lyrics, right? And you're like, you just listen to the beat of the song. Yeah, it does sound like a traditional, like, 90s hip-hop that's song. That's what people were making in the 90s, though. That's what it sounded they, like. This first album is kind of like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to take kind of like what rap is now. And we're gonna rap over it to some real crazy shit, right? But you, you just hold on for a second. They're gonna they're gonna go way off that course, right? Well, we'll get to that once we start getting to some of these later albums. But yeah, it's um the the thing that gets me though is that they we always want to talk about like the the drum machine and like the simplistic production. They didn't have like a ton of money to make this. They had no money. They were so, all broke. Everyone right. involved in this was broke, right? And that's the thing, like, Jay and, and Shaggy, they, they dropped out of high school to start rapping, right? So, you know, it wasn't like, you know, these guys, like, they had, like, you know, they had graduated and then they got into college and it didn't work out. So, like, hey, let's be rappers. No, they were like, fuck school. We just, this is what we want to do. And they just left high school. And for them to come up with an album like this, considering that they have, like, basically no budget, and they actually got, like, you know, Kid Rock to be on this at a time when Kid Rock was, like, not really known except for, like, really locally in Detroit. Nobody knew who the fuck Kid Rock was in 1992. He didn't start becoming famous until, like, the later 90s, right? Like, when, yeah. when his stuff came out. So, it's like, for them to be able to put together an album like this and even have a few guests like Esham and Kid Rock and stuff like that... I think I think the album sounds a lot better than maybe people might understand because even if you even if you look at like something like Redneck Ho for example that beat does not sound like it was made in like a really terrible production studio or like it doesn't sound like they made it with no money that sound actually Redneck Ho almost sounds like it should belong on Ringmaster but it's on this album Right. Because I mean, the production quality of that one's really, really good. I mean, even just this intro sounds really clear and very well done. I, I like the uh, how they put like the little country, uh, the little country twang, twang in, it. in the back to the beat. Boing, and it's that's not really anything that you heard before this. No, and I mean if you go to something like psychopathic, like psychopathic has a very kind of simplistic sort of beat, and they even mix in the um, you know like the Friday the Thirteenth, you know like that kind of stuff. You ever notice Jay says psychopathic? Psychopathic, yeah. 
Yeah, do you ever notice that? Psychopathic, yeah. He's the only one that says it like that. Mm -hmm. Like, Shaggy says psychopathic, and Jay just says psychopathic. Yeah. It's so weird. I I, I was noticing that when I was, like, re-listening to some of the stuff. I was like, I think he just likes saying it that way, even though that's wrong. (laughs) Right, yeah. It's like, because especially on the song Psychopathic, he says it through the entire song. Yeah. And it's like... I could imagine Mikey Clark in the studio like, Jay, uh, do, do you know how to pronounce that word? It's psychopathic. You said psychopathic. He was like, whatever, what the fuck ever, man. It sounds good. Okay, we'll just keep it, man. It's good. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, he's yeah. always said it that way through all of his albums. So. Yeah. And then uh, also, like, uh, when you when you do get to Ringmaster, uh, he has, like, uh, when he, that song, uh, Who Asked You? He says, Wicked Kleins, instead of Wicked Clowns. He says, Wicked, Wicked Kleins. Yeah, and it's like really weird because you're like, wait, did Jay fuck that up on purpose? Is that just how he? He does it on another song. Wicked clients, wicked clients. Yeah, and it's like well, that's kind of weird, but okay. he does it. He says it on another song, and in the song, Shaggy says, "And hey, man, that sound fucked up." He's like, "Fuck you" or something like that. Like they're like arguing about how he says it in one song. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's on purpose, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the second comment that it says on here for uh, the Carnival of Carnage is, uh, Violent J can't stop with that one NWA-style flow and basically handicapping himself subject-wise. Also, his wordplay is just stilted, and it comes off more counterintuitive than hard. By the literal next release, uh, the EP, I'm not talking about the Ringmaster, he said it, um, or he had it figured out that trying to seem cold and swaggering on such a project with these types of lyrical themes just doesn't work. Jay and Shaggy just babble about killing, fucking, and Fago. There are no songs with a silly concept like House of Mirrors unless you count their fantasies about fucking bigots and redneck hoe. What's up with the with the redneck equals bigot equation anyway? Uh, well, I... I get what he's saying there. Uh, not all people that consider themselves rednecks are also bigots, right? But their term ICP for ICP is from Detroit, right? Their definition of that is a bigot. Yeah. So it's different whenever you don't live in the South, right? For people that live in the South, we we know people that are kind of like rednecks, and but they're not racist or anything. No. That just means kind of like... They're just working the class people. Yeah, in the South, that just kind of means like hardworking country boys. Right. In the North, it means racist. Right. So, it's just two different definitions. Because there was a time when... I Because uh, I think it was Jay, when he was a kid, he did live in the South for a while. I can't remember what state. Um, and also, they... But... Also, they should know. They live in Michigan. Right. That's like they have like more rednecks in Michigan than they do like in Alabama. Like there's tons of <laughs> rednecks in Michigan. Yeah, tons. there is because there's a lot of people out there that like to hunt and fish and like that type of stuff. But yeah, I think for them, the, I think the the main thing for them is that like their definition of a redneck is not the same like you're saying because they have always thought of rednecks as being like racists. And that's not the, that's, if you know, like what redneck actually means, that's not what it means, but to them it, it is, that's what it means. And that's okay. People can have their definition of things as long as they're not, you know, going up to people like that and just automatically assuming they're racist. 
they're talking to, in their songs they're not saying well i thought he was and he wasn't they're saying hey if you you know hate people because of their race or you know beat your wife and kids and stuff then fuck you that's yeah you know, that's and, like their definition of a redneck is somebody who does those kinds of things if you're just like if you were what you would typically consider a redneck but you're not a racist you don't get labeled as a redneck by icp exactly you so, could have re- the redneck tattoos on you but could be a nice guy hard working and stuff icp probably wouldn't even ever call you like a redneck is like oh i have a tattooed here and it's like yeah but you're you're like cool though yeah we, we're talking about the bad people so it's yeah you you don't really get offended and you're like man i'm a racist redneck if you just hear him say that you're just kind of like i mean they're talking about those people not me right they're talking about the people that, that hate other people and sexist and abusers and you know all that kind of stuff right bad well, people and that's the thing too it's like i think that like when people listen to this and they're like well jay and shaggy all they can talk about is like killing fago and like sex right that's like all they can ever talk about and it's like one of the things about like uh, where they said like you know their stuff just kind of fits all of those categories and they never really expand KFF. lyrically. You gotta go KFF. Right. <laughs> killing Fago and fucking. I'm killing Fago and fucking. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty That'd simple be a way good to... Song. That'd be a good song. Jay Shaggy, if you're listening, KFF. If, if we see a Do song it. called KFF, well, we know we you, know you listen episode. to this shit. Um, also, uh, like, if you guys would be willing to pay for all the expenses to come down to Alabama, we will gladly have you in our... Well, Steve's basement. <laughs> We're not Basically. worthy. We're, We're not, not worthy. worthy. <laughs> uh, there aren't very many people we would actually do two episodes about. And uh, because you guys are considered the most hated band in the world, we figure that we probably have to go back to ICP and defend them even more. Uh, which is I would why say, we're doing I would this. say it's Justin Bieber, but it's not really a band. No, it's just a dude. It's, it's just, just a just guy. A, yeah, he's just a guy with people around him. Now he kind of looks like he just he he just kind of looks like a roofer now. Like he's just he doesn't. I don't even know if he really makes music anymore. He does. He, he just does. came out with another song. Oh okay. See, I don't, I don't. I haven't been keeping up with it. So he just kind of cheats. It's just like yeah, I'm coming out with a new single. Oh sweet, did you write it? It's like I got Ed Sheeran to help me. It's like that's cheating. That's no come that's on. That's fucking cheating, man. You can't do that. No. <laughs> For the people to see that, like, the Violent J can't stop with that NWA style, like, delivery. It's like, well, there's a lot of people who did that kind of stuff. And it's like, also, they're like teenagers when they made this album. Yeah, their influence is going to be heavy in their brains. And also, I gotta be honest, I don't know what he's talking about. Can you explain that to me, NWA NWA delivery? Like, like, because if you listen to, like, old school NWA stuff, like, you know, like, there's... Easy E had a certain like way of flowing. Dr. Dre had a certain way of flowing, and like their beats, they kind of had like a certain like there was a certain like rhyming pattern of the way that they did stuff. I can't. I mean, maybe on make a couple of songs, I can pick up kind of a little bit of the NWA style, but it's it's so far removed from anything NWA would do. It you don't really pick it up unless you've listened to a lot of NWA. You know, okay. and so I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I guess because that was one of the things that a lot of people said, like Jay's just kind of copying the NWA style delivery and he's not really like his his rhymes feel like he's taken NWA stuff and put his own stuff in it. 
And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, maybe like, you know, like doing like, you know, certain words and then stopping and then doing certain words and stopping. Like there's probably like 15 other rappers who do the same kind of style, especially back in 1992 when this shit was still like super popular, you know, like that eight, like late eighties, early nineties, hip hop and rap had a certain sound to it. You could probably listen to a lot of people now and be like, Oh, well that guy's just doing the LL Cool J delivery. Right. He's doing the LL Cool J flow. And it's so, like, so then necessarily still at like, uh, like Carlos Mencia or Amy Schumer did jokes <laughs> more like yeah. borrowed it kind of like Donald Glover. They might've borrowed like uh, a rhyming style for a few songs. But then this, this other, some of this other stuff, it doesn't sound anything like NWA at all. So it's like you're basically you're trying to trash them to say like, well, all they did was just take gangster rap, and they're being a bunch of posers because they're two white guys trying to sound like NWA. And if you think that you didn't really pay attention to the album or you hated it before you even played it, that's probably the case. But right. Going back to my comedian still in Joe's thing. Why doesn't anybody ever have a problem with? Donald Glover doing Chris Rock's joke, but just replacing, you know, the N-word with vampire. He does the whole set. That's part of a stand-up. Right. But that's well, not stealing a joke. It, well, not technically, because it's not verbatim. But it is stealing... It is verbatim, and he even does Chris Rock as saying it like that. Right. So I mean, I, I don't know. I guess So it's... Donald gets a pass for basically doing the same joke but with the word vampire. But he's only doing that one joke. He's not taking like entire stand-up material and basically using it as your own. I think maybe that's the difference. They're like, okay, you can do the one joke that's based off of something that Chris Rock did, but you can't make a whole set that is basically just stolen directly from Chris Rock. That will get you exposed. Well, no one's ever done that. No. Like but Carlos Mencia's career ended because... Uh, collectively, he had 13 minutes of his entire hour HBO special that was similar to other people's jokes. 13 minutes! Right. And his career's over because of Joe Rogan. Well, Schumer, I think, with in, in Schumer's case, and we'll, we'll get back to the ICP in a second. No, we can move on. Uh, I think in Schumer's case, like her, her TV show stole way too much. Like It's almost like unforgivable what she did. And yeah, to be totally and, oblivious. And her, her career's not even over. Mencia's yeah. is, though. She's still doing stuff. Yeah. She's her just, show uh, just got canceled. Right. But it wasn't good anyway. <laughs> because she stole everything. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I just, uh, I guess to kind of wrap up, like, Carnival of Carnage, right? One thing that got me when I went back and I was, like, looking at this and I'm like, okay, you know, The Juggler, First Day Out, Redneck Ho, Wizard of the Hood, you know, these are good songs, Guts on the Ceiling, yeah, is that you know? Is that you? That's the song that has Kid Rock on it. And then I was like, "What the fuck is black in your eyes?" And I was like, "I'm like, am I Mandela affecting?" Because mm. I had to look this up because I was like, "What the fuck is that song? I've never seen that song before. That was not on the original release of Carnival of Carnage because I had a copy of the original release mm -hmm. and that shit was not on there. And Night of the Axe was also not on there either. And I'm like." Those songs don't fucking belong on there. What is that from? And apparently, whenever um, they got done with Island and they were just psychopathic records on their own, releasing their own stuff, those were two songs that were cut from Carnival of Carnage, and Jay and Shaggy put it back on, and now when it gets released and when it goes on streaming, it always has those two songs on it. Right. And I was like, 
Because I was about to, I was about to text you and be like, "Have you ever heard of a fucking ICP song on Carnival of Carnage called Black in Your Eyes?" Because I've never heard of that. I physically have a copy of Carnival of Carnage on CD with that shit not on there. And then when I looked it up, I was like, okay, that's what it is. On later releases, they put those songs back on there. So, yeah. I okay. Was, I was I about mean, to go like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, they weren't signed to Allen Records yet. No, not yet. What were um, they on at this point? They were on They're nothing. Just, this they was were... self-distribution. Oh, okay. So, this they was before they even had It was like a 120-mile radius is the only place this, seed, this, this uh, album got released to. They got it released to stores in a 120-mile radius of Detroit. Wow. Um, and that's it. So, the next album they came out with in 1994 was, of course, The Ringmaster. The Ringmaster! And the only important thing you should really know about The Ringmaster is the first time they ever introduced Fago on stage. Uh, uh, so, this was the introduction of Fago uh on stage and it's also their first album to ever go gold yeah so uh and they do sing about fago a lot in this album um yeah so the ringmaster you know uh they have a bunch of uh cool songs Mr. Johnson's head was really good. Yeah, Mr. Johnson's head. The uh, prototype head. version of Chicken Hunting before they put it on Riddlebox. Yeah, and then and you got did the, the remix. Who asked you? That's still. I was listening to that shit in the car today because I still love that song. Uh, My Funhouse is really good. This one right here. This is. Oh, the wagon, 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 wagon's really good. Yeah, I'm transferring it to my speaker. There we go. The production quality is better on this one. It, it's way better, and you can definitely tell like uh right off the bat how how much better the uh quality is and then they get you know they they get uh the use of mikey clark from the start of this right to actually um, work with him to create all this stuff yeah so they they had a bunch of damn good songs on this album but there was a little there was a little hate around it too i imagine oh yeah yeah uh, so it says, uh, Murder Girl Round is an okay song, but then you realize this guy is trying too hard to sound like Cypress Hill. Many of these songs would be better if they just didn't go on so long. Hold on, hold on. That doesn't, like, I don't know where they get Cypress Hill from this. Because everybody wanted to say they sounded like Cypress Hill on some songs. And I'm like, I don't get it. Okay, so the Cypress Hill thing... 
I know what song of Cypress Hill they're talking about, how this, this kind of tone is going, but that came after this. Cypress Hill does have a, a, tie, a style. They kind of go slow. They have these like really like kind of power beats. Yeah, and then they have sections where they will go fast. And yeah, then slow so they kind of just they, that's how Cypress Hill kind of paces their their rap. And he's doing this a little bit here, but the album I think they're thinking about the influences like came out in about like ninety eight, and this I mean this is this is nineteen ninety four. Right. So, I mean, but they do know Cypress Hill. So, I mean, (laughs) it doesn't, I mean. Sometimes I think like when people, when they're trying to compare them to other people, I'm like, did they mean Bone Thugs and Harmony on this? I I mean, Bone Thugs, I think everybody (laughs) at some point took a little bit from Bone Thugs. I mean, they were so influential and so different you could probably listen to like some three six mafia shit and be like that sounds like bone thugs <laughs> yeah it, you know it's just i mean but you can you can start you can start saying that about everybody everybody has taken something from somebody else in every genre of music right like, yeah is it as original as somebody like lady gaga is you're just like oh well she's just like doing the madonna thing and it's like she's just ripping off madonna it's stuff like well no it's she's like, not she's kind of writing her own thing does yeah. she remind you of madonna sure yeah because she she has like the outlandish costumes and she does these she's big fashion stage she's open-minded but everyone thinks of madonna she's, whenever you, you know, think of a strong independent woman that does music and is successful you automatically think of madonna so because she kind of set that template now everybody thinks of that but i think the problem is because most of the people like most of these comments that i found were from like the mid 2000s like 06 07 08 around that era so you know a lot of these people are listening to this stuff and then if they go back and they listen to some other stuff they're like oh this sounds like other 90s hip-hop and it's like what you're forgetting is that some of this stuff that they put out might be before a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and if you listen to it now, you're like, oh, that's just ripping off Cypress Hill. I remember that CD. And then you look at the date, and be like, oh shit. Actually, I wrote no, that this... comment. This came out before that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not saying Cypress Hill ripped them off either, because that's ridiculous. Cypress right. Hill can write their own shit. They don't have to rip either. They're perfectly off. good like they are. They don't need to copy anybody else. Yeah. So why would you think ICP needs to? Right. Yeah. And they're not doing this for money. They literally say this shit like a thousand times on their albums. Do they make money? Yeah. I mean, but th- there's other ways for them to make more money. Right. And they don't do it. So. Uh, uh, but but so to finish the rest of that comment, it says, for example, uh, it's taken the length of Murder Girl Round for me to write this whole review up to this point. He had a much longer review. I had to shorten it down. Uh, but it says, I mean, the guy isn't even rapping anymore. Chicken Hunting has a nice meters rift going for it, but this rap is a me is a meandering, like he's struggling to come up with half of it. Uh, the clowns still babble about killing people with no verb or sense of fun. We get it. You kill people by cutting their neck. There wasn't any need for the loons. <laughs> I'm the neck cutter and I'm three blocks away. Um, That's a good but, song. Uh, that is a really good <laughs> song, yeah. I'm the neck cutter, yeah. But uh, Mr. Johnson's head has a cute idea, but it disintegrates into another song about killing people because they thought it was shocking at the time. There's no need to talk about bugs on my nugs and love song. Nobody wants to hear Violent J and Too Dope talk about sex and dicks. The dead one is an interesting experiment, but no one involved and it was good enough to handle it. ICP is bullshit. Only immature teenagers who think... 
they own a couple of uh, think that because they own a couple of ICP and Twisted albums that they're tough. Garbage hip hop. If you're not from Detroit, do know that no one out here fucks with ICP. So that's a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. You basically just wrote a bunch of bullshit, and it's like so you're saying that like this the dead one is an interesting song, but nobody on the song is good enough to actually pull it off. It's like, have you listened to that fucking song? Mm. It's like, I mean, mm. uh, that song is like really, really interesting. I mean, hell, they even used it for um, uh, JCW. Uh, you yeah, know, let's, like, let's listen to a little bit of it. build right yeah off i mean apparently you you have to be like the obi-wan kenobi of rappers right like if you if you listen to like eminem's rap god and you're like i don't think this person is good enough to be able to pull this off there's only probably a few people in the world that can actually do that song for real without fucking it up right but when you listen to stuff like this that's like slower more like you know kind of like just kind of storytelling creepy it's the slow creepy storytelling type of song and it's like it's an interesting concept but they you know they didn't have anybody no one involved in it was good enough to handle the song really this is the song that you say they can't handle the dead one really that's the one you know who should produce icp's next album jack white (laughs) jack white Another Detroit legend. Um, <laughs> Emmy. It's like, ICP just won an Emmy. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, Jack White got Loretta Lynn an Emmy. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, apparently there's a, there's something to him uh, working on your album. But, like, but like Love Song Love song is just meant to be funny, right? And then Bugs on My Nugs, I still like that song because the fucking beat to that song is ridiculous, right? right? And it has all the, bzz, all the little bugs and shit, like, buzzing around in the sound mix which makes it even more funny but it's basically it's about getting with like skeevy chicks and getting venereal disease yeah how many fucking people have you ever heard the cypress hill do a song about bugs on your nuts because you got with a skeevy chick i think that's what all their songs are about right i think that's the entirety no that's deftones oh yeah 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 yeah. um yeah change in the house of flies that's that's what it's about it's about yeah, did you say Hoobastank? <laughs> I said Hoobastank. He tried to sneak that shit in there. I almost, I almost went past it. I didn't even... It took me a second in my brain to realize that he just fucking said Hoobastank. 
<laughs> you forgot they were even a band. Uh, I remember. Totally forgot about we remember them. a bunch of. I remember Chumbawamba shit. better than I do Hoobastank. <laughs> Chumbawamba was good. I get knocked down <laughs> and I get up again. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good party song. I mean, they didn't do fuck else with their career, but you will have the song for the pub forever with that song. You know. Try to get drunk and not listen to that song. Like it's just gonna happen at some point. Somebody's gonna be like, "Do the Chumba Wumba thing," but uh, people can't say it. That's their only mistake. Drunk people can't say the name of their band. <clears throat> you know what I should do is the next time uh, I go into a strip club, I should request that song for them to strip to, right? <laughs> and then leave right after that because that would just be hilarious, right? <laughs> Still yeah. tip them though. Be oh like, yeah, here's you a bunch of money. Here's, Thanks here's for about fifteen dollars. Thank you for stripping to Chumbawamba. <laughs> right. I just wanted to see if you do it, and you did it, and you were a trooper about it. So, I'm out. Yeah. I, my I night's not going to get any better. I'm going to bed. I, I accomplished my mission for tonight. I am good. Yeah. Um, here's you a fifty. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But like this whole idea that they have that like, well, there's some of these kids that want to think they're tough because they have ICP records. It's like. Have you ever thought of yourself as being tough because you owned a record? Yeah, I remember when I bought the Amazing Jekyll Brothers, I went and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, remember, remember like when you bought the Amazing Jekyll Brothers and you're like, I'm going to go beat the fuck out of this homeless guy so I can show him how tough I am. Look, I just bought this album. I'm about to whoop your ass. Right. I'm, I'm going to beat Jake and Jack Jekyll at the same time on your motherfucking face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's just but that's the thing it's and then saying that like nobody in detroit fucks with icp that's and just it's like, a straight up that's line. where the fuck they live you're yeah. telling me that like the the biggest base of the juggalos is in fucking detroit you're telling me that nobody in detroit likes icp well then where the fuck else is buying these albums guess where guess where icp still lives in detroit the bad parts of detroit they still live in, like, the center of Detroit. You know where Eminem lives? On the good side of Detroit where all the rich people live. Right. <laughs> all the other rich musicians, yeah. Um, and in L.A. And in New York, you know. Yeah. Uh, ICP's still there. So, no, yeah, people fuck with ICP. Right. Uh, and I think that... I wonder if that's somebody who actually lives in Detroit... And it's like, just because you might not see the this stuff for the shows... This dude's probably trying to get an autograph from Shaggy on the street, and Shaggy's like, dude, fuck off. Right. And dude's like, I'm gonna go right I'm trying to mack on this girl, man. Fuck off. And he's like... Get on my dick, son. Man, I'm gonna... <laughs> I, I met Shaggy, and he was a dickhead to me. So I'm gonna write... I'm gonna write shit about him on the internet and Can't complain. get an autograph? What's your Y'all motherfuckers ain't really tough just because you bought an ICP or a Twisted CD and... They go, it's like, I'm not going to Ringmaster and I'm going to fucking tank its rating because Shaggy pissed me off. Or the dude just got beat up by a juggalo. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like... He's probably like, oh, hey, these man, think they tough. Yeah, I bet you he was like getting in a juggalo's face and trying to bully him and the juggalo beat the shit out of him. He's like, oh yeah, I'll get revenge on, online and the uh, Ringmaster. Right. I'm going to be anonymous online and talk shit about Ringmaster because I fucking hate that album. I got beat up by a juggler for trying to bully him. And he didn't take that shit. He beat me up. And that same guy has comments about Riddlebox. So he's going to come back with more shit to talk about. All right. Well, let's go to Riddlebox. So you want to take a break first? Yeah, we'll take okay. a break. So we'll, we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll deal with the Riddlebox. Hit some uh, boxes of the riddles. Right. Some dead in boxes. So with some uh, Riddlers. 
Riddlers. Riddlin. Like in the Batman, Riddlin. Taking some Riddlin. Yeah. Riddlin. Tom Cruise has a big problem with Riddlin. You, <laughs> you ever heard that interview with Matt Lauer? Yeah, 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 yeah. He fucks Matt Lauer up. <laughs> Go Tom Cruise. Okay. Right, yeah. Break time. <laughs> Break time. And we're back. And we are back. And we just received some really tragic news. Yeah. About the legendary movie star Chadwick Boseman, who just lost a battle with colon cancer. Yeah, we just, uh, Steve just got it on his phone. So, you know, let's have a moment of silence for Chadwick. Okay. So we're gonna try to get our spirits back up a little bit if we can. It's a it's a rough one. Yeah, I mean, he died so young, forty three years old. But uh, I'm just sure, as his career is really starting to get going, I'm sure we'll cover um, something of his pretty soon in tribute of you know the, the great actor and legend and the inspiration to so many people. Yeah. Um. You know. Um, with, with the roles of Black Panther and just what he could do. Yeah. And it's just, um, oh, man, that's just a, that's a big one. Yeah. Especially in these times. I mean, that's... Yeah, with everything we have going on with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, 2020 can eat a dick. 2020 can eat a dick. God, man, we're you losing all these Chadwick good people. took Chadwick Boseman from us. What are you going to do next? Michael B. Jordan? Don't 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 fucking put that don't put that evil out here, Stephen. <laughs> oh, don't I you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Um, Will Ferrell. Oh God, no, no, that's no. We can't we can't be losing all of our celebrities. Jack man. Black. Ugh. Fuck twenty twenty. Fuck twenty twenty. Okay. Hashtag fuck twenty twenty. So let's go back to nineteen ninety five. Right. The good days. I was eleven. <laughs> uh, uh, they signed with uh, Jive Records. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they did sign with Jive in yeah. 1995, but the little the the company showed little interest in promoting the album at all, and quickly uh, went out of business. Right. <laughs> so that's because where's Jive Records now? No uh, fucking nowhere. That's pretty much the entire story of 1995 for the Riddle Box. Right. Yeah. So they signed with Jive Records. They didn't promote the album. The album didn't really make a lot of money, but is pretty well received in reviews. But you know, it was basically because they're like, hey, yeah, we'll we'll do stuff. And they're like, nah, you know what, fuck that. Nah, we just don't really want to fuck with these clowns. Nah, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Um, they don't want to do it with anybody, anybody they had signed. They were just like, yeah, we signed some people. Uh, you're going to promote them? Uh, nah. Fuck all those guys. Fuck all of them, man. These two guys were fucking clown paint. You think we're going to take them seriously? It's like, well, you probably should because they got a pretty big growing fan base that's... That's growing and so getting why out there. Why'd you sign them then? It's like because right. I mean, you, uh, you know, whatever. reasons. Yeah, we just told that yeah uh, they were uh, they were you know selling records and we Alex Ibis told us to sign them, so we signed them. And it's like yeah, but I'm pretty sure he also told you to promote them. Yeah, they did, but nah. yeah, fuck all that. Uh, we don't want to do any of that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, on the hate comments for this one. It says, uh, the clowns are still not in control of their ideas on Riddlebox, and some of them are just not very good. 
Uh, Mikey Clark also put so much effort into the toy box that he ran out of ideas for some other songs. I appreciate the melody of 12 and the concept of Cemetery Girl. Are you going to play your toy box? Yeah, I was about to play okay. the toy box. So yeah. this guy is, and I'll continue it, but he's saying that he put so much work in the toy box that he didn't put shit in, 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 the, in the other songs. I do love this song, by the this way. This is a good song. I was kind of playing a little low in the background so you could get done with your, your, your comment. Okay, so we'll just let that play and then I'll continue it. Yeah, I'll let that just, play in the background on low and just... Yeah. Other chicks. Concentrate. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's a really but good it's song. But it's a good song. A good I like it's this song. Rap. It's good rap. The Riddle Box is one of those albums where I'm like... When I go back and I listen to it, I'm like, I do fucking love this album. I don't know if it... it, it Ray Malenko is still my favorite. But Riddle Box could be my second favorite, I guess. Really? Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to like kind of think about it. Riddle Box but, is really good. Yeah, it has a lot of really good shit on this album. But uh, but anyway, um, uh, I appreciate the melody of Twelve or the uh, concept of Cemetery Girl, but they're boring. And some songs that Concept manages to rise above the millions of references to violence, like in Toy Box and The Joker is Wild. And others, though, it's just a poor excuse for lyrics about cutting necks. Yet again, right? With, uh, they like with neck a, cutting. What's right, so yeah. hard to neck understand cutter. about that? Neck cutter. Uh, it's kind of like a running joke. Right. People praise running jokes in like The Office and stuff, but just they, you do they, it they, in they don't like runners and records. Right. Without a without a hook or some musical gimmick by Clark, it's uh, just a less offensive version of Carnival to Carnage. Also, uh, uh, nobody asked for a little something something. Nobody wants to hear rappers who dress as clowns sing about sex. I really hate ICP's fans, so that earns the album an even lower rating. So you're saying, like, I, I'm going to rate this lower because Juggalos piss me off. Could you imagine anybody doing that? Like, imagine Rolling Stone doing, like, a, an album review of a Kiss album, and they're like, I hate the fucking Kiss Army, so this album gets, like, two stars lower because of their bitch-ass Kiss Army fans. Yeah. Fuck the Kiss Army. It's like, that's not how you rate albums, No, man. you don't rate it based off the fans. Like, I don't like their fans, so I'm going to rate them lower. No, you're here to rate the album. You're, it's not rate your juggalos. That would it's be rate like, your music. That would be like the NFL analysts when they come out with their uh, power rankings of the NFL teams being like, you know what? The Eagles have a really good team, but their fans suck. Their fans are a bunch so of I'm assholes. So I'm putting them at 32 because fuck their fans. Fuck the Philly fans. Yeah, that's not how you. It's rank like how things. do you feel about you know Carson Wentz and like you know and and you know those kind of guys? It's those like, are great players. Yeah, those are but great their players. Their fans suck. So 32. Right. You know, it's just like that's not how you rank anything. What about Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz is really good. I like Carson Wentz. You know, I like their O line. What about their fans? Their fans just ruin it for me. I, I yeah, can't. Bottom. I can't even. Yeah, just put them at the bottom. I don't give a fuck. You know, <laughs> they could like, win a Super Bowl. It's like, uh, not with those fans. It's like, what? Right. That, that is a, they don't play games. Right. Uh, but the thing about, like, that they, it's like, I don't think you guys understand, like, how music production works. It's not like Mikey Clark was like, I have all these sound effects that I can use for Toy Box. Uh, and I'm going to put all of the sound effects in that one, and then I, I have nothing else for the rest of the album. That's not how it works. It's not like he has a finite number of things that he can come up with, right? And then he, he basically blew his load on Toy Box. 
And that one has all the good sound effects <laughs> and all the cool background shit that's going on in it. And and he just kind of fucked up the rest of them. It's like, no, you can listen to The Joker's Wild and it sounds like it's an actual fucking game show. Yeah, and it's you, good. You hear that again whenever you get to the Shaggy show on you know the, the Jekyll Brothers album. You know, like his his ability to make stuff sound like the theme of what they're trying to talk about is great and like the joker's wild is is was definitely one of those where it's like it's a game show and it sounds like a game show just like the Nedden game sounds like a dating show but it's being wrapped instead of like spoken like normal you know um but like cemetery girl it's just another one of those weird eerie creepy songs that they do you know kind of like the dead one where it's like do you think from cemetery girl do you think rob zombie ripped that song off and made the living dead girl um because that was hillbilly deluxe whenever that came out and hillbilly deluxe was 98 yeah this was 1995 so was was rob on tour like with white zombie or something and somebody played this and he's like you know what yeah she's kind of like a living dead girl wait a minute i got yeah okay because <laughs> a lot of that stuff I, hey write I, that I, down <laughs> i've always thought about because rob zombie's rock songs always kind of sound like rap songs he just can't rap you know like his lyrics are all they all rhyme right because he he legit uses a thesaurus yeah <laughs> you know like that's that's actually a thing that rob zombie does right he, he uses that to make his music and uh i don't know some of the concept seems like he might have taking them from icp because they damn sure weren't taken from white zombie mm. they they talked about different stuff right better, yeah. better stuff yeah they talked about different stuff on yeah white zombie whereas rob zombie just like solo on his own was basically really, horror movies yeah basically like horror movies and that type of stuff which is you know kind of an icp's wheelhouse because which rob Zombie's good on his own for rob zombie fans he's not right. my necessarily cup of tea he had like a couple good albums Hellbilly Deluxe, I wore the fuck out of that album when it came out. Not even going to front. I did. I listened to the shit out of that. But I haven't listened to Rob Zombie in a long time. Yeah, so, that's what I was saying. He had a couple good ones. He had one more pretty decently after that. He know? had one that was like the uh, was American-made music to strip by. I think so. Where he was like, he was basically like, I want to make like a bunch of strip club music. Mm. That album was, I liked it, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, White Zombie was obviously the b better part of his career. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the thing, too, oh, even Three Rings, I love that song, too. Three Rings is good. Dead Body Man, Dead Body Man is a fucking amazing song. Um, Old Evil Eye is really good. Like, there's a lot of really good shit on here. I'm Coming Home is a really good song to kind of end the album on. But it's like, uh,. <laughs> To think that, like, you know, they have, like, these concepts, um, and then all they end up doing is just talking about cutting necks. It's like, well, it's like, yeah, they're going to have stuff like that in there. I mean, they're going to talk about hatchets, and they're going to talk about, you know, killing people in the songs and stuff like that. But you have to understand the reason why. It's because these are fucked up people, you know. Um, uh, like... Uh, what's uh what's the thing in like uh three rings he's or, or no in the joker's wild he's like we got a cop we got a judge and we got a redneck you know and it's like that's the three people that are playing on it you know and it's like 
they'll have like uh like what's the thing where he was like uh you know who uh uh what was it like who ate uh who killed 17 people and later ate their dead bodies and the guy's like jeffrey dammer and he's like no it's your mother (laughs) 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 and then he fucking like he gets his head cut off or whatever because he got the question wrong and it's like but that's the thing is like you have to understand the context it's not like every time that they talk about somebody getting like a, you know getting killed or whatever it's because it's retribution for some shit that they've done in their life or it's the way that they've treated people or something it's some kind of a payback Ooh, against I stab people he just stabs yeah oh no and I, once we get to jekyll brothers and i stab people that's just straight up just jay and his just panic attacks people. that's just jay's panic attacks like he literally cut off one of his fingers you know which I, I, you maybe you have notes about that, but nah, I didn't write anything down about his fingers. No, <laughs> I don't really care. He's nah, out here I'm fingering really, chicks. Huh? I'm not. I, I skipped the whole panic attack thing because I figured if a lot of people know about ICP, they know about it. And I don't want to like, you know, if he does so happen with it. Well, I, just uh, just in case, uh, I can dream. Just in case Jay and Shaggy listen to this, they're just like, ah, oh, they spent twenty minutes on. Talking oh, about Jay's fucking panic attacks attack and stuff. So I thought about that and I was like, I'm Jay's like, what the out. fuck are you doing talking about my panic attacks, I was man. like, that's not part of ICP. That's just some stuff that Jay went through and he's better now. Yeah. And I'm glad. So I don't want him to bring it up. So, right, yeah. you know, you can look that stuff up on your own. That's public knowledge. I just didn't want to, I didn't really want to add that in But here. didn't he write that song after he had the panic attack? I'm sure he did. It's uh, kind of like Jay, what, uh, comments? Damn it, he's not in the He's studio. not here. Uh, we, we couldn't afford him. <laughs> We did have Fago though. We could have paid you in Fago. We could have, um, and we, it was really good with, with vodka. Yeah, yeah. Pinnacle uh, vanilla cream whipped vodka, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, is fucking amazing with Fago cream soda. It's the shit. Vanilla cream. That's what I'd call Cat Dinnings. Yeah, vanilla cream. <laughs> We're on a totally different territory now. Um, Move but, on. Uh, we know she. We know she's a juggalo. <laughs> she just doesn't tell anybody. Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, uh, so, do you want to get to Great Malenko? Yes, the Great okay. Malenko. The Great Malenko. Also, like one of my favorite intros because it has Alice Cooper doing the intro on the on the jukebox. We're gonna play it after I get done with my intro. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're in 1997 uh, uh, to 98. The Great Malenko. The start uh, of the WWE Attitude Era. Uh, Alex <laughs> Abbas. Got them signed to the Disney-owned Hollywood Records. Oh, yeah, yeah. For $1 million. Disney requested the songs The Ned and Game and Under the Moon and Boogie Woogie Woo were moved and asked for lyrics to be changed on other songs. Um, The songs were... The three songs were removed, but the other songs... Jay uh, didn't want to change any lyrics. So within hours of the release of the album, Hollywood Records recalled the album despite having sold 18,000 copies and reaching number 63 in the billboards within hours. Oh, wow. Uh, And they also canceled ICP's tour. Then ICP signed with Island Records and the album sold for 1.7 million uh, copies certifying it platinum. Right. Uh... So that's kind of the story of how that went down. And then Island is also owned by Disney too, isn't it? They weren't yet. Oh, okay. Okay, so Island was a different company at the moment. 
Uh, so in 97, when it came out. In 97, Island was its own record company. It was not owned by Disney. Okay. Exactly. Uh, and just so people know, I don't know if a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people know how this exactly started with the Eminem feud. The Eminem feud started this year in 1997 because Eminem was handing out flyers for the Slim Shady LP release party. Stating that ICP would be there to perform without consulting ICP. So when he told Violent J about it, Jay cussed him the fuck out. And then Eminem was like, well, are you going to be there? And he's like, fuck no, I'm not going to be there, fuck boy. <laughs> and then Eminem went later on a talk show and talked shit about ICP. And that started the feud. So was it that N was like, yo, man, just help me out. Just show up, man. Like, you know, I'll get you guys back later. And they were like, no, man, you can't just like advertise us he on a flyer. He already had the flyers and he gave it out to everyone because the party was going to be in Detroit. Right. So he had Kid Rock uh, coming to perform and he was going to perform. And then they were going to get ICP to come perform without talking to jay and violent jay was just like fuck you man i'm not coming to this fucking shit you didn't even talk to us you already made out flowers told everybody we're gonna be there fuck you yeah and that was pretty much how the feud started yeah and then if you uh if you listen to the bizarre albums uh you kind of know what their feelings on that (laughs) Um, so just i'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it but just so people that don't know uh, that's exactly how that feud started. Yeah, it was basically Eminem, uh, um, kind of doing first, and then asking permission later. Right. Uh, so here is the intro song to the Great Malenko. It was great getting Alice Cooper for this too. How? You know? How? <laughs> well, they also got... Uh, didn't they get Slash to do guitars on uh, one of the... On the Piggy Pie thing, wasn't it? Yes. I think it was on... Yeah. It's interesting how they're already referencing Shangri-La at this point, you know, and this is this is the fourth Joker's card, and they like the Wraith wasn't even like wasn't even really right. thought of yet. They that was just going to be the sixth Joker's card. They didn't really have a name for it yet, I don't think. Yeah, I mean that is uh, such a good song. It's such a good intro. You get the legendary Alice Cooper involved. Yes. Uh, uh, which is you know. One of the 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 best uh, musicians of all time. Uh, he was definitely very popular in the '90s and the late '80s, mm-hmm. and um, probably more so in the '90s. Kind of like Aerosmith era too. Like he was kind of well because like, he kind of he had that comeback where yeah. he did. Um, um, it was like that. Uh, it was like uh, what's the name of that song? It was like. I feed wanna... my Frankenstein. Well, there was the feed my Frankenstein, but there was the other one that he did. He was like, "I wanna kiss you, but your lips are riddled with poison." Yeah, you know, there's that song. 
about like toxic relationships and stuff and um like that was really good but i think that like him doing the intro on the jukebox you know um is really interesting on this because it's an interesting way to set it up because all of the joker's cards have an intro that explains what that joker's card is about you know and like on this one it's like you go from like the great malenko intro song and then you go in straight into hocus pocus yeah which is like one of the greatest icp songs they've ever made <laughs> and then they follow it up with piggy pie which is like one the of my personal favorites yeah like this is hocus pocus They, I don't have proof of this, but they had to have wrote this song after watching the movie Hocus Pocus. Really? <laughs> they had to have watched it. They, they, they've had to have seen that movie. I mean, they, they, they took the title from it, so maybe. It maybe was one of those things like they were just, you know, they were like just high watching Hocus Pocus. And it's like, you know what? That'd be a good idea for a song, man. <laughs> you know? Your head explode. And I love the little like the carnival beat in the back. You know, I'm gonna let that play in the background. Right. Um, but this is just such a good thing. I mean, you know, they're talking about magic and stuff, and that's what Hocus Pocus is about. It's just a Halloween movie. About a bunch of witches that eat kids and stuff. Right. Um, so it, and that's a Disney movie where they try to eat kids. It's a Disney movie, yeah, but they do it in a subtle way where you don't actually see them eating kids because right. they never do in the movie. Right. But it's implied. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> they, they do say it. Uh, you know, and I think that's like Bette Miller and Sarah Jessica Parker and I forget who the other one was. It was uh, Kathy Najimy. Yeah, Kathy Najimy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. The chick from Sister Act. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But as far as, like, the comments for Great Malenko, uh, it says there are no redeeming qualities about this album at all. The beats, the flow, especially the lyrics, fall far from being respectable in the hip-hop world, if you even want to call this hip-hop. If you enjoy this kind of music, on, good for you. I don't, I don't want to call this hip-hop, because it isn't. This isn't <laughs> hip-hop, right? Like, we don't consider this hip-hop. Hip-hop. I mean, it, it this depends is on your definition of, like... There's different... Hip-hop is a little bit different. Because, like, this is where you get in the whole territory of, like, what's rap and what's hip-hop. Because Eminem isn't hip-hop. I mean, Eminem is more of a He has rapper. songs that are hip-hop, but right. he's not hip-hop. No, he's a rapper. He's a rapper. These guys are rappers. So, like, what would you consider, like, the Beastie Boys? Would they, would they be rappers or would they be hip-hop? Uh, Beastie Boys is rock. But I mean, they started. They didn't always start off like that. They were. I know they rap. Right. But Beastie Boys are rock, just like they're kind know. of a little bit of everything. Kind of like I yeah. guess what Kid Rock would in the genre. Become. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Beastie Boys are in the same genre as Kid Rock. Right. Where they can do a yeah. little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, because you could probably put Kid Rock in some legit rap battles against actual rappers, and he would probably beat some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's really talented with words and his his beat like in, in his early albums when he was kind of showing out, he had a few things where he'd just drop the beat and rap for a minute, and then you'd be like, damn, okay, Kid Rock can do that. Just shit. to show like, you that he could do it. Yeah, he's like, I can do that too. 
but also I'm a good rocker yeah. and country musician. And I'm also gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go off and do this Waylon Jennings shit. You He's know? just got so much <laughs> stuff he could do, so it's it's only natural that people hate him, right? Because you always see all the hate about Kid Rock, and it's only because there's not a lot of people that can do what he can do, right? Same uh, thing with ICP. But I mean, you can call some of their songs hip hop, but they're not hip hop artists. Hip hop to me is, you know, um, you know, like Beyonce is hip hop, uh, you know, like because she can rap, it's to a good beat, and then sometimes she's pop, but she's really a hip hop artist. She's not a pop star. Uh, to me, I think Beyonce is kind of like she's sort of both to me. But That's what I mean. But what yeah. would you call her if you're telling somebody you're not? She's not hip hop pop. She's either hip hop or she's pop. I would Which just say she that is? she's pop to me. Really? Yeah. Even though she can she can rap. Mm-hmm. She's like a pop art. Because I, 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 no, like Bruno Mars is a pop artist. Like NSYNC's pop. Beyonce isn't pop. I mean, I. I don't know. I guess I guess it just sort of depends on like you know your definitions of stuff. But see, Justin Timberlake is hip hop to me. I, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, I guess. I, I mean, I guess it's just this is just more like personal opinions on stuff. But um, I don't this know. isn't hip hop. Like this is rap. I wouldn't. I mean, the the whole thing about like ICP being hip hop or are they rap? It's like eh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you would just consider them rappers. I mean, I, I don't know because it's like I I, I kind of would want to see what somebody's definition of what hip hop actually is. Is like is hip hop like Grandmaster we'll, we'll Flash just, and the Furious Five? We'll just we'll just think about it for a second. Is uh, it like would you Curtis consider, Blow? Would you would you consider Public Enemy hip hop? Public Enemy is hip hop. I don't, see, I don't know what the definition of hip-hop would be in that That's what case. I'm trying to say. What, what's your first thought when it comes to your head? Public Enemy. I think of Public Enemy as rappers. Uh, NWA. Um, NWA would be rappers to me. Okay. Um, we know... Okay, so if Michael Jackson is the king of pop, right. we know that's pop music. Right. So Lady Gaga's pop. Right. Uh, she falls into the, the mold of pop, which is mainly entertainment. And then, like, really good voice. You know, entertainment, good voice. Uh, she does play instruments, but that's that doesn't have anything to do with being hip-hop. <laughs> She's actually kind of over-talented for pop, really. Okay. R. Kelly is considered a hip-hop artist. Right. What makes him not rap? Because he sings more? He sings more. Yeah. So people that sing more to the beat are hip-hop artists. People that rap more to the beat... Are, are rappers. rappers, yeah. So that's the difference. That's why I consider Beyonce a hip hop artist, not a pop artist. But she does have stuff that does sound like pop music. Too. She does do pop music. Like Destiny's Child was basically pop music. Oh yeah, well it was, was a girl that. band. Well yeah, I mean it's a girl all the, yeah all those. I'm talking about Beyonce. Yeah, just on her own. Yeah, but yeah, I mean yeah, I, I mean I guess I guess if we go by that definition, she can do it all. Right. But I would if I had to pick. Yeah. I would say hip hop because mainly because of her talent. Yeah, because she can rap. She can go over there with uh, you know Megan the Stallion and kill it in some rap, and then go back and perform single ladies in concert. She just can do everything. Yeah, you know. But that's, that, the, that's my point, I think. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, uh, well, okay. So I'll get. So I'll, I'll finish the comment because there's some there's some more stuff in there about about some of this. 
it says I'm I'm glad you can uh, it says uh, uh, if you enjoy this kind of music good for you I'm glad you can find good qualities in this but I most certainly cannot easily the worst album that sold on the basis of controversy although as nasty as they want to be tried hard for a run at that title the fourth Joker's card could have been much better if ICP had tried to rip off some more talented rappers beats at least P Diddy or whatever he is now ripped off beats from Led Zeppelin and the police whereas ICP sounds like they recorded this over the weekend using rhymes from a battered cassette player I, I will say I liked it for the 15 minutes that it was cool in 1997 I also liked baggy pants then as well <laughs> well, are you talking about Jinkos now? Are you talking about Jinkos? We about to fight. Well, I mean, uh, f forgive ICP for not uh, spending the money on uh, beats like people like Nicki Minaj can, where they just basically she lifts an entire song from like you know Sir Mix a Lot and stuff, and then just yeah. shakes her ass to basically like you know music video porn. Uh, and PMV porn music video. That's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. That's yeah. what the whole WAP thing's about right now. It's basically just like music video porn. The the wet ass pussy thing. Yeah, yeah. and it's so just <laughs> stupid. It's just really. really what do you stupid. expect from Cardi B? I mean, honestly, it's Cardi B and, and, and Megan, Megan the Stallion, Megan the which Stallion. is basically the two songs that I've heard from Megan the Stallion. She's just talking about getting fucked, and then. She would also be one of the people where you tried to fuck her. She'd be like, what are you doing? Right. And it's but like, that's feminism and it's empowering. It's, it's like my a, pussy. I can fuck who I, I want to. I have some wet ass pussy. I want to <laughs> fuck everybody. You want to fuck? Oh, nasty. Go away. No, get rich. away from me. It's uh, like, but you're... Whatever. But yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, this stuff is a little bit more high concept than some of that sort of stuff to a degree. But the thing, the thing that I would say about like... In a great Malenko, right? Is that they did they did kind of like on their like production and stuff like with Piggy Pie having the guitars and stuff like that. Uh, you know, they were like, "Well, we're not afraid to do a song that has like the guitar and like the harder edge to it, but we also just have like you know traditional ICP songs that are about you know people getting um, you know punished for crazy shit they did in their life because that's basically what Halls of Illusions is." And then you look at, like, what is a juggalo, and it's basically an anthem for the juggalos, you know. And then you have House of Horrors, which is a traditional ICP song. And you have Under the Moon, like you were talking about, which is, like, a slow, creepy song about, like, uh, you know, we're, we're both together because we're, we're both under the moon, you know, and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you know, there's, like, another song that he has, uh, you know, later on. Uh, I think it's the Vera Lee song. That he does on um, on Hell's Pit, uh, where it's like the girl's dead, and uh, he's basically like she's like telling him to do stuff, you know, like like in his head. It's like you know, there's a lot of that kind of stuff in there. But it's like the thing is, is that they don't have to go and get like Led Zeppelin tunes or like the Police or you know, like Elton John tunes or whatever, you know, like classic rock stuff. They don't have to use any of that. They because... can't afford Dido. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dido. Eminem can afford Dido. ICP cannot. Um, they, you know, they can get Dino. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, Dino down a street, you know, um, 
Or, you know, you could do Dino from the Flintstones. Either way, you know, maybe they We'll talk him. about, when we get to the next album, who they could get and why they don't really do that anymore. So. Right, yeah. Uh, but, but that's the thing. It's like, do you think with the kind of, like, carnival, like, clown-style stuff that they do, the circus music-type stuff that they do, do you think that a fucking beat from, like, a police song would work with any of this shit? If, if ICP... If on a, on a record, they're like, we sampled fucking Rod Stewart on this. We got a, we got Rod Stewart's permission and we sampled one of his songs and we put it on there. You'd be like, this is the gayest shit on this album. Like, this is just, this because you know, it doesn't make you know sense what I for think, ICP. I, you, know, I, you know who I think they actually could get on there and it could make like a pretty awesome song? They could get Corey Taylor and he would he would probably like fucking produce the hell out of a song and be like, let's do this. And they'd be like, okay, man, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you, uh, you, you, you're pretty fucked up. It's like, Jay, I mean, look, look I mean, what, what are you talking about, man? You guys have been talking about crazy shit for 30 years. This, yeah, I have, but this is literally the craziest fucking song I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we're going to do the fuck out of this. <laughs> right, yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're about to fucking do this. I don't even know um, if Mikey can do this guitar riff. It's okay. I got, I got Jim and Mick right there. They're just going to come in and lay that track down real quick. Hey guys, hit this. Oh yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like to say that uh, easily the worst album that sold on the basis of controversy, and then he says, uh, although as nasty as they want to be, tried uh, hard for a run that title. It's like, okay, so the difference is is that when Two Live Crew came out with As Nasty As They Want to Be, um, they got busted for breaking obscenity laws in Florida, right? Because, uh, what is it, Miami-Dade County, I, I think it was Miami-Dade because they're, they're like from Miami, was like, this shit is too obscene to sell in a store. Like, we, we cannot sell this in a store because the lyrics that you guys have written is too fucked up, right? And so a lot of people were like, okay, well, this album is like banned in Florida, like you can't get it and all that banned kind of stuff. Banned in Florida. Right, yeah, now... And now it's like, literally, it's like... Hey, we're gonna pl- we're gonna sell this album here. It's like, why not? It's not Florida enough, right? Yeah, there's not enough, you know, animal fucking in this. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of fucking in this album. There, there is no pit bull on any of your tracks. It's well, like I they mean, made I, this I, shit back in like what 1991 I, or I something. Mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't know pit bull. It's like you're gonna have to put pit bull on, on a track. It's state law. It's like. Who the fuck is Pitbull? Because at the time, it's like, you know, nowadays, if you make a song, you have to have either Pitbull or DJ Khaled on it. That's like a requirement. Yeah, that's that's law. Right. Like, they done wrote it's that. It's like, did you, call, did you call Pit? Yeah, we called Pit. He couldn't do it. Did you get Khaled? I got DJ Khaled. He will do it. He will say his own okay. name twice. DJ Khaled. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like so wait does does he actually sing it's like i don't even think he can i haven't heard him sing have you ever listened to a dj Khaled? i have album? never listened i've, I've never ever, actually sat down and listened to his I've stuff only the songs only songs i've ever heard dj Khaled in is just whenever he starts it off like dj Khaled, <laughs> and then it's like j-lo or something and yeah. then it's like oh he doesn't say anything else in this song he just says his own name right yeah and I mean, you know, he's and he makes money that way. I guess he's we're like in the, the wrong fucking business. I guess he's the new Little John. He's the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You remember when Little John used to just say his own name and yeah? Yeah. That's all Little he used John to do. Little John and the East Side Boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it was just like. It was uh, like, okay, then it's like Usher, Then it's like Usher. 
like freaking killing Doing it. Doing ninety nine percent of the and song, and then Little John's just like, yeah, yeah, Little John. <laughs> <laughs> Be a me, click. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Could you imagine? Like that's what's like. So what do you do? It's what like, if Rock uh, did that? What if yeah. they're like, oh yeah, uh, damn, uh, um, Slipknot and uh, Slayer's collaborating on a song. It's like, oh shit. And then, like, Slayer's, like, playing, and you just hear, like, uh, Corey Taylor. <laughs> Slipknot! Slipknot? Roadrunner Records? Hey, Roadrunner be like, what the fuck People is this People will be like, shit? what the, f- turn this shit off, this is horrible. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Oh, that would be the worst. Oh, my God. But, uh, some, somehow rap and hip-hop and stuff can get away with that. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, it's uh, imagine telling somebody it's like, what do you do? Oh, I work in music. I do like music production. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I, I rap a little bit too. You know, and I I, I do some vocals. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's some of your vocals? Be a me click. <laughs> TJ <Yeah>. Khaled. <laughs> DJ Khaled. It's like oh. you're just saying your your name and your Rick your Ross group. does it too. He's like Ricky Rose. <laughs> Maybach music, and it's like. Dude, I what the fuck? see. You know, somebody that can't do that's Drake because who yeah. would want to hear somebody be like Drake, Drake, <laughs> Canada, <laughs> Canada, Degrassi represent, baby. It's like, oh, dude, no, no, no. We no, from no. the six. We, we no, 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 man. Cut that shit off. Cut, cut it, that cut off. It, cut yeah, it, yeah it. man. Like we you just go back to doing. You can't represent Toronto like you, that. Man. You go back to being a John in a, a lap dance video with Nicki Minaj. Right. Yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't want to be in a lap dance video with Nicki Minaj? But anyway. She kind of um, does a bad job moving around in that lap dance. I mean, that's not her speciality. No. And Cardi B was the stripper. That's the one that you probably would want the lap dance from mm. if you could get past the fact that she drugged men and stole their money. Yeah, uh, but somehow Cardi B's not canceled because she just had to struggle and hustle to get what she did. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to talk about the great Jack- the amazing Jekyll Brothers. The amazing Jekyll Brothers. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, hit, let's, let's hit a song. Off the amazing Jekyll Brothers to start us out. You know who you fucking win? Wicked clowns. Um, yeah. You can so really we... play almost anything from that CD. It's a good one. school like hip-hop rap beat but the lyrics are not at all anywhere close to that There's a lot of soul stealing in this, yes. but also uh, and a lot of juggling. This is the album where they wanted to be more respected, um, uh, because there's a lot of people in the rap community that didn't respect them, so they wanted to get a couple people to come in and help. So they paid Snoop Dogg forty grand for his appearance on the Shaggy Show, <laughs> and then Snoop got them in touch with Old Dirty Bastard, right? Who they paid thirty grand. 
to work for two days. But the tracks that Old Dirty Bastard laid down were not really, uh, they were all garbage. Um, but they were able to get four rhymes that they had to cut together in edits. To make bitches? And then they had to restructure the song that they actually asked him to come in on and record because he wouldn't actually do anything. Um, so they made the other, they made the song around him. Yeah. So they made the song Bitches because they couldn't understand what he was trying to rap. Uh, when you go back, if you go back and you listen to Bitches now, it's kind of like, oh, okay, so that's, okay, so it, because they did a really good job of hiding how fucked up it originally was. Yeah, they paid him $30,000 to do nothing, and he came in and did a shit job because he was drugged up, and he was all fucked up. Old Dirty had a lot of issues. And he just didn't... He didn't put in the work, he didn't do anything good, you know, and they ended up still making that song pretty legendary because uh, they, they, they were just like, well, we couldn't understand anything he said except bitches, so let's just write a song around that. And just call it bitches. Um, That's, that I didn't know that story about bitch, but that makes that song make more sense now. Yeah, that you've told me that I'm like, okay, now I kind of understand that song a little bit better. But this is also why they don't pay outside artists to ba- basically come in and do songs anymore. It's because old dirty bastard. Because uh, they don't know what they're gonna do. Because they've done stuff with like Three Six Mafia. Yeah, you know, and yeah, Twisted they, that you know. They had stuff like that, but uh, Three Six Mafia is going to be a lot more professional about it because, you know. Well, I think it's also the reason Snoop Dogg hasn't been on one of their albums again. It's because they're like, you told us this dude was going to come in and do something great, and he was like all fucked up on drugs. He was just a shit show. Yeah, you kind of fucked us, Snoop. Because <laughs> you basically got seventy grand out of us between you two, and you're the only one that did anything good. Right. Uh, <laughs> You know, and he didn't even really contribute that much to the Shaggy the show. The Shaggy show. They literally could have got anyone to do that. Right. They could have got Jump Steady to do it, and it would have been just as good. <laughs> yeah. And save 40 grand. Nepotism. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, nepotism would have worked in that scenario. Because it would have. Snoop doesn't do much in that song. Shaggy basically carries the whole song. He does carry the whole song. Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't need anybody big like that, especially to spend 40 grand on uh, Shaggy and Jay could have handled it, and they could have got a couple friends, and they, they didn't need Snoop. Yeah. Um, and this is when Island Record then merged with Def Jam. Uh, and they had, uh, as soon as that happened, uh, ICP knew that they would have no interest in keeping ICP. So that's when ICP, uh, you know, they, they left, and then they formed... Psychopathic records. Psychopathic. Yeah. Okay. So always with a hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That, that little skin. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get through you. That's good. That's a good. Uh, okay. Let's see what they got to say um, about the amazing Jekyll brothers. Yeah. Okay. So it says on here. It says. Uh, uh, they make licensed ill era Beastie Boys sound like King Crimson in comparison. Basically, just more juvenile frat boy new metal crap. Hold on, I don't really get that reference. Right. 
Who's King Crimson? I, I don't really... I know King Diamond, but like King Crimson I'm not super familiar with. This uh, dude had to dig hard on Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm like, who, who... I want to diss them super hard. But I got to find somebody who's just exactly what I'm thinking about. And they're like, King Crimson, I'll use them. Um, don't know who that is, so... <laughs> basically just more juvenile frat boy new metal crap. This is fucking awful beyond belief. I'd sooner eat my own liver than listen to this album ever again. Same bland rap slash rock, but with ludicrous amounts of profanity. Fun to listen to if you're 12. Unfortunately, the weak flow of the MCs and the immature lyrics, which aren't nearly as funny as the group seems to think they are, continued to bog this group down and make it impossible for any knowledgeable hip-hop fans to respect them. Come to think of it, putting ODB on the album may have been more of a hindrance to the group because it shows that no matter how hard they try, they will never, ever be as crazy as ODB. Pretty bad for a duo that spends the entire album trying to get over how wacky and insane they are. At first, uh, they said that it's frat boy music? Yeah, they said uh, basically more juvenile frat boy new metal crap. So, uh, what do... One one thing. What do, what do all frat boys have in common? They go to college, right? Right. You have yeah. to be in college to go to right. to be a frat boy. To be a being a frat, you have to be in university. Yeah, yeah Jay. I mean, uh, I almost, I literally almost just said Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Oh, imagine that crossover. Jay and Shaggy. <laughs> imagine Jay and if uh, you have a Jay and Silent Bob movie where like it's Jay and Shaggy coming to buy the weed from them, you know? Oh man, that would be awesome. Dude, be like, "What's Kevin up, Smith. bitch?" And then and then fucking Jay will be like, uh, like um, not Violent Jay, but you know, Jason Mewes will he be like, "I love this motherfucker, man. These guys wear clown paint every fucking day." <laughs> do that thing you do, Jay. And then he'd. Uh, uh, that's whenever he would stick his dick in between his legs and do that. Uh. Right, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, do the do the fucking Buffalo Bill thing. You yeah, do that. Do that, shit. Do that yeah. shit, man. It's like that uh, dude's fucking crazy, look man. Look at this motherfucker. <laughs> he ain't got no dick. <laughs> Shaggy can't do that shit. His balls are too big. <laughs> that's why they call me Stretch Nuts. Yeah. That's why they call me Stretch Nuts. Let me see them motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Please make that giant, the Jane Silent Bob cross ICP thing happen in universe. That would be yeah. amazing. Kevin, if anyone can make it happen, Kevin Smith could. Kevin could. It'd be like, okay, so guess so. It's like Jay and Shaggy go on an adventure with Jay and Silent Bob, and he's like, "Give me like two months. I'll have a movie for you." Yeah. I will have and then a movie you can have written. it where they actually split up partners. Like you can have like. Silent Bob with uh, Shaggy Two Dope, and then Jay with <laughs> Jason Say something, Mew. motherfucker! <laughs> you mute motherfucker! <laughs> and Damn. then have Jay, and then have like Violent Jay with. I'm gonna go uh, fuck a fat bitch. You want in on this? <laughs> right? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> and her name's Bridget too. Um, <laughs> and a little sip of Fago too, till I get my shit in this motherfucker. Yeah, you guys know the song. Um, we might even play it. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Um, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, we do know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't, um, so. <laughs> you don't know, we do. Um, and if you don't know, you have to better to call, call somebody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, I just think like the thing with Jekyll brothers, right. And I think, cause when we were listening to this, like a few weeks back, Steve pointed out, he was like, I think Riddlebox is where they kind of found what they wanted to sound like. 
Right. And then they kind of perfected it when they got to Jekyll Brothers because by the time they got to Jekyll Brothers, they had, you know, their best production that they've had. And they got a lot of really, because like, basically every song on this is great. And it's not to say that they have like terrible shit on some of the other albums, but like, this is one of those albums where like, Every single song is like really well made and really well produced, you know, and you don't really feel like, okay, well on this one song, you know, Mikey Clark just kind of like some bullshit beats and didn't really fuck with it too much, you know, and then like he put like a lot of really good beats on this other song. It's like, no, everything basically from top to bottom is done really, really well. It's a really good album. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for the people who want to say that it's like new metal crap, it's like... No, new metal is stuff like uh, like what Korn was doing and like Limp Bizkit and stuff like that. Does this sound anything like new metal to you? No. No, not at all. Like you could probably say like maybe Deftones was new metal. I don't know if people classify them as, but um, no, that's um, what's the, uh, garbage. <laughs> Steve literally just said that the Deftones was garbage. Get fucked. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Um, well, I guess we can go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, we'll deal with the wreath. I mean, wraith. The wreath. <laughs> the wreath. The queef. Yeah, the queef. Uh, we'll, we'll deal with the wraith, the two parts of the wraith, Shangri-La and Hell's Pit. Um, uh, so, I think, just to kind of leave Jekyll Brothers, I would say that, like, to to say that it's just it's just nothing but profane and stuff like that it's like if you're listening to this album this is the first icp album that you've listened to maybe it's a little jarring to hear that much profanity like when you hear the song called fuck the world and you know he says fuck like 90 something times uh you know that's gonna be it's gonna be a little weird to your virgin ears but it's like why the fuck if this is like the fifth album that they've put out like this that this is the fifth joker's card like full albums and you're you're finally starting to listen to it have you been listening to it the whole time and then you're like okay this album i'm fucking done i don't want to listen to these fucking guys anymore you listen to four albums before you got to this point or if this was your first album why was this your first album because you heard that it was like a really good album and you wanted to give it a chance i would say if you're new to icp and you didn't know how to get introduced to them modernly i would say this should be your first album so if you were like, hey, I want you to listen to, like, uh, I want you to listen, somebody new that you meet, and you're like, hey, have you ever listened to ICP? It's like, eh, I know about them, but I never really listen to their stuff. The first album you would give them to be like, this is what ICP is, is The Amazing Jekyll Brothers. The Amazing Brothers. Jekyll Brothers. That this way the they could either album. go ahead and love or hate them instantly. Right. Because um, I feel like with this album, because as, as well as it's made, you're either going to love this album and you're going to be like, I want to check out some other shit these guys did. Yeah. Or you're going to be like, fuck these guys. I hope they get fucked with a spike dildo. And yeah, you're, you're not going to listen to anything else. You're either going to be like, okay, what else did they do? It's like, okay, now go back. Uh, just go back and listen to the other ones and then, then you can go forward. Right. You know, listen to this. Then go back and listen to The Great Malenko. Then listen to Bizarre Bizarre. Then catch up on the other ones. Right. <laughs> that would be my personal We could thing. almost do like a whole side episode on just the Bizarre double album. Yeah, because... Uh, uh, because the, the, those fucking two albums are great. And 
And when I was looking at the um, the Rate Your Music stuff for that, people fucking hated the Bizarre album. So we might do that as a special bonus episode. Yeah, we just might. Just covering those two. Uh, but this is definitely the first album I would give anybody that's trying to get into ICP. This is the gateway drug. Well, this is this is the you know the do or die album. This is one of their best produced albums that they've ever made. This and the Great Malenko. And you might not understand the Wraith if you haven't listened to this first. Oh no, they, most people probably would just be turned completely off. The Wraith is kind of like the ending to the Dark Knight Rises. If you're just like. Hey, watch <laughs> watch the ending to the Dark Knight Rises. You'd be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Right. But if you're like, "Hold on, just watch the first of the movie," then you're like, "Oh, okay, I see what it was going to." Okay, I you know see you where... see what I'm saying? Like, like if you do the if you just give them the wraith, it's like, yeah, just watch this end part of the Dark Knight Rises. Listen and to you're the like, ending. Oh man, this is garbage. And then, but if you're like, "Hold on, no, no, watch watch all this first. and then you're like, "Okay, I get it." You have some more context, yeah. Yeah, you, you can't just, you know, be out of the loop about things. Like, right. Uh, so the Amazing Jekyll Brothers pretty much gets you caught up on a lot of stuff also. Right. Um, but yeah, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and then wrap this up uh, with uh, The Wraith. Yes. And uh, The Wraith has some interesting comments, so this is going to be a fun finale. <laughs> yes. Everybody at it! Who invented Juggalos? 
And we're back. I want yep. to play so long because that was the big unveil that all this was because of their belief in God, uh, which was a big surprise to a lot of people. I mean, if like if you listen to the shit that they're talking about and you paid attention through the Joker's cards over those years, you have an indication of what they're like what Shangri-La really is. Well, Shangri-La is actually you know, I mean... It's like their version of heaven. It's their version of heaven, but no one ever actually thought they were talking about God. A lot of people, you know, uh, uh, you know, there's all kinds of versions of heavens and movies and stuff like that. Um, uh, so, the only really fact I have about this was that. That's why I let it play so long. That was one of them. Uh, they're talking about their belief in God, which I kind of call bullshit. I don't think that was their whole point the whole time when they were doing the Joker's cards. They're just was what they decided to make the point. <laughs> um, oh, man, we got to do this six jokers card. What's the point of it? No, I believe them. <laughs> I, I believe them. But also, I don't think that was always the point. Um, like maybe they uh, they started to, to kind of... Like, they didn't know from Carnival of Carnage that this is where it was going to go. Right. They kind of developed it as they went over the years. Which like, is fine. There's nothing, there's nothing yeah, wrong with that. It's just like... Is it's, their, it's their thing. They can do it how they want. Right. Uh... But I call BS on be like, this is always the plan. No, I don't think it was. Yeah. Um, they could say that, but they're probably lying. <laughs> yeah, this album came out in 2002. They had a bunch of interesting songs. The, the unveiling was one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, fun thing that happened in 2002 when they were going on tour. Australia wouldn't let them bring their Fago into customs because it was too much. <laughs> they bring a lot of fucking Fago, so I can understand. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, you can't bring it in. It's like, no, we're performers. This is for our show. And they're just like, nope. Mm. So the people in Australia had a dry, they had a dry performance. That just sucks. Yeah, they went in dry. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't go home sticky. Mm. <laughs> they they probably shot something at those people. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows. It's like, um, fuck it, let's buy a bunch of Fosters. Right. Spread that shit on them motherfuckers. <laughs> so you shaggy out there with a Fosters cannon, just, just dousing people with Fosters. That's probably what happened. <laughs> it's like, we don't even drink this. Fosters isn't really Australian. Like, didn't I see something like Fosters isn't really Australian? Like, it's... It is Australian, but it's not a beer that Australians actually drink. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That's just what people think Australians drink. Oh, okay. It'd be like going to Germany and be like, don't you guys drink Heineken's? And they're probably like, no, we don't drink that shit. We, we have real beer here. I thought Heineken was like Dutch or something. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, Europe so, European. European. Is that, okay. is that better? We're just going to lump them all together all as of Europeans. Them, they're just all the same. All the Europe's. <laughs> all the Europe's, yeah. All the Europe's. We've been exactly drinking vodka same. for a while, so I think it's starting to get to us. This is also from the Europe's. Vodka? Vodka, yes it is. It is from the Europe's. Pinnacle vodka. It's from the Europe's. It's from it's probably Siberia. Made, it's probably made in America, right? Pinnacle is definitely made in America, yeah, I'm pretty not... sure. We don't have the bottle. No, Pinnacle is French. French. I think it's French vodka. Not like Grey Goose. Grey Goose is like the good French vodka. Mm. This is this is the shit you mix with when you're broke as fuck. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Pinnacle Vodka. By Pinnacle Vodka. When, <laughs> you're, broke, when, when you're, you're broke, broke as, as fuck, fuck and you want to get drunk. <laughs> drink. 
Pinnacle vodka. vodka. And you don't want to die of alcohol poisoning, so <laughs> don't drink Tatka vodka. <laughs> Which is basically paint thinner. Yeah, it, it actually is. It is proven. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like, I'm just kidding. And then, like, I see an article uh, next month. It's like, Taka Vodka is actually paint thinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, we've drank that shit before. How do we not die? Oh, man. Uh, okay, so the, the Wraith, the first half of the Wraith, which Shangri-La. is Shangri-La, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's got some... <laughs> la <Lottie, Lottie. laughs> Lottie, lottie, lottie. Um, oh, we don't know what we're just going to fucking insane now because uh, I've been listening to ICP this entire week to kind of you know catch up on some songs that I didn't remember as well. Yeah, they did. They've done so much stuff over all these Joker's cards. I'm like, the only thing they haven't done is yodel. Right. Yeah. And I almost want to say I've heard them yodel on something before. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> they might have. Uh, but it's uh, like Shaggy is actually a professional yodeler. Yeah. It's like what? Yeah. He had to sp- he had to serve some time in jail before, and he just learned them shit. He learned. He took that yodeling class in prison. Right. <laughs> he also can play a harmonica with his dick. <laughs> with his dick. <laughs> um, his dick has a mouth and teeth. <laughs> And it can say hey to you. It can say hey. Oh, man. If you guys put that in, in, in a movie, uh, like Big Money Hustlers or something, we want 10%. And he can twerk his ball sack. Right? <laughs> he can twerk his balls. Yeah, men don't really twerk. About the only thing that we can move like that is our nuts. And if we move it too fast, it'll hurt. So. Oh, men do twerk. <laughs> There's yeah. videos of it. Yeah, Steve's seen a lot of those men twerking videos. Yep, hours and hours of that ass. <laughs> Watching them asses jiggle. Watching them asses jiggle. What the fuck? I thought this was Nicki Minaj the whole time. Why do you have the box of tissues there? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I thought it was Nicki Minaj the whole time. I didn't know that was Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Man, he's got a fat ass. <laughs> he's got a fat ass. Oh, God, I don't know how we can top that now. Oh, um, man, episode over. Right, yeah, we'll just end right there. Just, and cut. Uh, and, and cut. cut. Um, so, it says, uh, so in the comments, it says, With all the hype set around this album before its release, I must say that it's pretty disappointing to see the Six Jokers card be mostly nothing but filler. While this is nothing personal against Mike Powell, ICP, and Mikey Clark, go hand in hand when it comes to making music this album might have turned out much better if he had been the producer the scattershot nature of the album means it's less focused than than the jekyll brothers it contains some of the group's best songs but it can be hard to listen to in one go um second point is uh what split juggalos following this record was two things one that icp have been slowly becoming more and more pop based with their hooks and attitude and two, that they were getting less and less into the stereotypical horrorcore. This mainly shows in the side material that they were putting out, but this album, combined with its high stature and buildup, seemingly confirming both of the previous outlooks, can uh, caused many to dip. Unless they were worried about the band would get all preachy following this, ha, Many just left because the album to then didn't hold up and signified a seemingly permanent upcoming change that they didn't want. Okay, so what he's saying is that he speaks for all these people that 
stop listening to ICP at that point? It's like, was there some people that maybe got turned off by the Wraith and thought like, eh, it's... And it's like, when you go back... Damn it, I thought this was all leading to devil worship and fuck. Damn it. Man, I already drew this giant pentacle on the ground made out of ketchup and shit. And I got all these candles and the dead animals. Fuck. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck were you doing, man? It's like, I don't And they think... want to talk about God and stuff? Like, I wasn't prepared for that. They believe in God? Fuck these guys. <laughs> fuck these guys. It's like, wait, what? It's literally the album cover is the Wraith standing in heaven with his hand outstretched like, join me. You know? Like, that's literally the album cover is him in clouds in heaven going like, join me. You know? And it's like... And now let's sacrifice stuff to the devil. Right, yeah. It's like, hey, you love kids? You want to sacrifice them to Satan? <laughs> it's like, that's not what they're about. If you've been paying attention for a long fucking time, you know that they don't like people that mess with kids and mess with poor people and, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's like, there's stuff on this album that's like, you know, it, it is a little bit more like, it, it has some of the funny stuff like Jekyll Brothers does. But it's also got some stuff like, hey, you know, we do have a point to this album. And this album is one half of the the the, the total Wraith, which is this plus Hell's Pit. And so this one has to be a little bit more, like, I guess brighter. and ha Like, Juggalo Homies would not make sense on Hell's Pit because Hell's Pit's dramatically different from this. They should have done the same song, but, like, in Hell. Right, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh no, my homies! <laughs> my homies barbecued. <laughs> yeah, uh, a so lot of screaming and stuff. Ah, and yeah, burning and torture and everything. Um, but like, uh, but like birthday bitches and like it rains diamonds. That's a fairly positive song. I mean, uh, you know, Juggalo homies is kind of like a. It's like a something you put on i guess if you're just kind of like just partying or something is it like a would you consider that a party song no. a chilling song say mm -hmm. you're barbecuing you i would never play this song at a party <laughs> even if you were surrounded by juggalos you still wouldn't play it no i'd probably play one of the the party songs from the other five albums <laughs> uh probably Don't not that one that one's just kind of like i want to laugh right let me throw this one on yeah Juggalo homies, homies. We always used to make fun of the Juggalo homies song. Because it's hilarious. It is pretty hilarious, but it's like... When Juggalo you go, homies. And it's like, homies. I think that album probably would not have been maybe as unintentionally funny if they had edited it a little bit differently. Yeah. Like, because Steve was saying this when we were, uh, you know, doing our break, is that he was like, if they cut out a little bit of that stuff at the beginning and just kind of had it more as just the raps... He was like, the, the, the Juggalo Homies actually probably would be a pretty legit song. But he's like, the, the beginning of it kind of starts to make you laugh, like, unintentionally. Like, what the fuck are they doing? And it's just kind of a joke song And then it kind of ruins it because you're like, oh, man, they kind of had a good they had a good vibe with this. And then they just kind of didn't stick the landing. But, yeah, they're just kind of like, homies, homies. It's like, okay, you should have saved that for maybe the end of the song or something like that. But... There's no reason for that to be in the song like 50 times. Right, yeah. Because it just makes it sound like a joke. It's like, you guys are playing, right? And they're, they're not. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, the idea that Mike Powell, when they brought in Mike P to do this, um, 
it's like it, they were like uh what do they say uh mikey clark uh it might have turned out much better if he had been the producer and it's like do you think that this album because it was not done by mikey clark that it it does feel dramatically different from the others jokers yes. the other jokers cards yes because we always thought the wraith was kind of the weird one because it's like it's a jokers card but then sometimes it doesn't feel like a jokers card it's and not as good as the other five that's just a fact so okay so i guess that's interesting it's so would you say that it's the worst one Yes. It's the worst one. It's the worst I, Joker's I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad one. I'm not saying like it's a bad album. But if you're, going, if you're going to listen to any of these Joker's cards, this would be the one you'd listen to last. It's the one I have listened to the least. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, this one and Carnival of Carnage are the two that I've listened to the least. Right. And it's not to say that Carnival of Carnage is a bad album. It's just... It's very old, <laughs> and yeah. we got into low, ICP. Low production value, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, on that album, still very good. But uh, the Amazing Jekyll Brothers, The Great Malenko, um, the Ringmaster, and Riddle Box are are way better. Yeah, you know, and Bizarre Bizarre is also uh, better than this album. <laughs> and so yeah so that's a side point right is that like around this time or like right before they made this they, made the, they, made, this, they albums, made the bizarre albums and the bizarre albums are like basically like icp masterpieces like it's basically like we're not trying to tell we're not trying to tell an overall story with not a theme it's just crazy shit that we came up with that doesn't fit on a joker's card and it's two albums of just great shit and like and I then, said, if we feel like we, we want to get into it, we might do a separate side episode about just those two albums. They've made tons of EPs. Uh, they do, yeah. Know, like they, Tunnel of Love and yeah, Beverly uh, Kills Forgotten and the Terror Wheel. Stuff and, you know, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. But Bizarre Bizarre, the best. Two full albums and, like, every bit of it's awesome. they even have now, like, their EPs was, like, that Boom, Boom, Pow and whatever. No, no, Big Pow, Boom is an actual, it's a Joker's card. It's a, it's they the beginning. They have, like, three parts of one of those and they have, like, a second part of three. It's yeah. weird. Because they're colored. The Marvelous Missing Link, it has three parts and there's songs on, like, the Red album is, like, using a bunch of, like, old school beats and it's kind of, like, remixes of older songs and like the white and the black ones, if I remember, are like like a regular double album. Because <laughs> I, 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 I looked this that. stuff up, and like I had, I was at the store going to buy Bang Pow Boom, and I'm like, well, there's a red and a green one. What the fuck? Which one do I get? And I was like, well, what's the songs? And I flipped them over, and I'm like, so there's like two songs that are different between the red and the green. And so I bought the green one, and I feel like that's the better one, but. Yeah, it's like they got to a point when they started making the second deck of Joker's cards. They're like, okay, Bang Pow Boom is the beginning of the second deck. We're going to do another deck of Joker's cards and we're going to do this stuff. And then they were like, how can we make like a bunch of money off the Juggalos? Let's do three versions of an album and only have two songs different on each version. It's like, so you're just trying to get people to buy three albums? With it being roughly the same. Now, if you'd made three albums with completely different songs on each one, okay, I'm down with that. Because you're getting three completely yeah. solid separate albums. But to have the 90% of the songs overlap between them, it's kind of like, uh, so is this just for collectors? And that's why ICP hasn't won platinum since their first deck. 
because if people were kind of like, man, you're asking us to just buy too much stuff. Like the Marvelous Missing Link has like, you know, fucking like three pieces to it or something. You it sounds know? a little like greed. Yeah, and it's like, Whoa, what? But after they did the Shangri-La part of the Wraith, which is the heavenly side, then they released Hell's Pit a little bit later. They did Hell's Pit, and it was, yeah, in 2004. Yes. And, and I remember Val- buying this shit when it came out. And Val and Jay said this was the darkest album he's ever done. Which yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I don't really think that's true. I think that's just some stuff he was saying and be like, hey, buy this. This is the darkest. It's the dark, wicked, evil shit. It's like, remember how like the Shangri-La had more positive and happier shit on it? This is none of that shit. It's just awful. And it's like, uh, okay. Um, it's like, but this is the darkest? This is the darkest stuff that you've done? I mean, the thing about Hell's Pit is that there's a lot of stuff on Hell's Pit that I do like, and I ended up listening to this more than I did The Wraith, which I don't know if that says something fucked up about me that I'd rather listen to the more evil album than the more heavenly album. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, I just, uh, like, when I got this, I, I remember buying this on CD, and it came with the 3D three D glasses, like the red and blue 3D, and it had the um, video for bowling balls on it. And, like, the video is just fucking insane. Right. It's crazy. Like, if you ever just look it up on, like, YouTube or something. I don't know. Don't, they can't show you, I think, like, the true edit of that. I think you have to have the CD with the DVD pack in to get the true edit of Bowling Balls. Because that song is, that video is fucking crazy. But it's, um, but it's definitely interesting. And uh, I like the idea of the wraith is is different on this album because now it's got fiery like the pit of hell behind him and instead of his hand outstretched like come join me he's like i'm condemning you i'm pushing you to hell you know like his hand is reversed and he's like reaching out to grab you to pull you to hell it's very interesting how like the album is kind of like it's a dual album one side is heaven and the other side is hell and you can definitely tell that they were like, let's put a lot of really evil and wicked shit on here because it's got a lot of that stuff on there. Is there really like a fun song in any of it? Oh, shit. I don't, I don't think there is a fun song. I do like Real Underground Baby, but it's more like a giant remix. Right. Yeah, where it's basically them going through like their history and they're remixing like old beats from the other Joker's cards into it. Because this is essentially the end of the first deck. Right. This is the end of it. So they're like, we've got, whereas like the Wraith felt like it was kind of an ending. This is the true ending on Hell's Pit. Because we are literally stopping the Joker's cards after this to take a break and do some other stuff. And then, you know, then they would come back and and do like bang, pow, boom. But, um, yeah, it's like, uh, I think that, like with um with this one it's especially interesting like the comments because people had a lot to say about this as you can see it's like three okay like three whole well, let's sections. get into it so it says in the previous album the wraith shangri-la they admit that their plan all along was to bring people to god upon hearing this i thought it was all just a big joke and on this album they were going to mock it and make fun of their fake religious confessions however i was wrong upon listening to the intro, the Christian-related backward messaging is back. Is this really a continuous joke, or are they seriously trying to bring people to Christ by hiding positive messages in their music? 
<clears throat> Hell's Pit is a mess of an album. Its theme is utterly depressing and will do nothing but make you feel miserable just to warn you beforehand. There was and still is a great deal of controversy about Hell's Pit. Violent J is quoted as saying it's the darkest, most painful work I have ever done. Indeed it is, compiling all aspects of horror into one album. Walk Into Darkness is a poor opener and it does little to excite. Suicide Hotline starts off as a comic piece but then becomes eerily like an autobiography for Violent J. As if it were a suicide note turned into a song. By far the most controversial has to be CPK, or Crooked Preacher Killers, which is uh, more of a middle finger salute to structured religion, Catholicism, and preachers that turn up on the news for molesting young boys than to God himself. Truly Alone is actually a good song. <laughs> Dealing with literally being truly alone. Every Day I Die and Night of the 44 are both uh, quite poor lyrically and could easily blend into one. Bowling Balls has a sexy beat and some of the best rapping ICP has ever done. There is little else of interest. As the album continues on, it gets more and more depressing. I have another thing, but I figure we could stop yeah, for a second. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, um... <laughs> but that's the whole thing, like, if you're doing a concept, right, and you're like, okay, the first half of the Wraith is supposed to be, like, we're getting to Shangri-La, we're getting to heaven, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to preach, you know, like this, like religious element inside the dark carnival that like, well, if you're with God, you won't have to face the bad side of the wraith, which is, you know, hell's pit. You won't have to go to that side because you've, you've been a good person and you've done good shit. You haven't fucked over anybody and that kind of stuff. Hell's Pit is basically like, well, if you fucked up, this is the kind of stuff that'll happen to you. Right, yeah. <laughs> it that's is exactly what kind it is. of depressing by its very nature because it's kind of like, well, this is the stuff that you, this is all of the horrible shit that can happen to you if you did not follow our lessons from the previous Joker's cards. This is where you'll end up and yeah. it's not fun, you know? Uh, that being said, like uh, the uh, Attack of the Basshead song is pretty funny. I do kind of like that song. Um, or is it called Attack of the Basshead? Basshead Attack is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, I was close. In My Room is really fucked up song, but I like it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the song where like um, the little girl is like uh, getting him to, to do stuff and she's like in his head. And uh, he ends up, like, killing somebody because he can hear her voice in his head, but she's not actually there. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's, like, really crazy, you know? And then you have bowling balls where, like, he's literally cutting people's heads off and he's keeping them in his house. And it's just, <laughs> you know. And, like, even, like, uh, what's the sedative song? The sedative song, like, the editing on that is, like, really weird because it's almost like you can hear people going insane in the background. We're like, nee, nee, nee. You know, like, they're doing, like, these weird effects and stuff. Right. It's really uh, weird and, and, like, freaky. But that's kind of the whole point is that, like, for people who think that, like, this album is kind of depressing and it's just, like, a lot of, like, really evil stuff, it's, like, this is kind of more like a straight-up horrorcore album because there isn't, like, the funny sex songs or, like, the game show-sounding stuff like they've done on some of the other things. Oh, that's gone because they're like, no, there's no fun here. This is not meant to be fun. This is meant to prove a point, you know. Um, 
so uh, I had I found this. This doesn't necessarily relate to the album as much as just ICP in general. Right. When I found this. So this quote says, hey, I got a sweet idea. Let's paint our faces and talk about the most retarded shit ever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, awesome. These guys are the most horrible people to ever sell albums. Notice how I don't call them a band or artists or even a group. They are the worst ever. They need to be executed. No way is that an understatement. Look what they uh, do to weak-minded idiots. Turn them into garbage-listening pieces of turds for everyone. Wow. Stop making noise. And that blast bit's in all caps, so you know they're oh, serious. Wow. This dude This is, guy uh... fucking hates ICP with a passion, right? Yeah. So they need to be executed. Right. They need to be executed for their crimes against humanity by releasing these fucking terrible albums. For it's music. Like, yeah, for releasing some music that actually does have a point to it and it does have a message. It, it's it's wrapped in really fucked up coding sometimes where you're like, yeah, some of these songs are fucking insane and they're crazy, but that's kind of the point. They're trying to show you that like this is the this is what the evil shit of the world is like. They've always done songs like this though. And my thing is is that like if uh if you're listening to this album and you're not a fan of ICP, what made you want to listen to the second part of one of the Joker's cards? I don't know. Maybe one of their friends is like, I really like this album. They're like, I bet you it's not that good. Fuck this. I'm going to destroy it online. Right. I'm going to go on rate your music and tear them a new asshole. And it's like, I've been trying to figure out like what exactly, because now that we've kind of done like a recap and we've, we've talked about individual songs, we've talked about the Joker's cards. Oh, what by the way, this is our 101st episode. Yeah, so this is technically ICP 101. I hope 101. you motherfuckers have been paying attention because we are going to have a test next week. Yeah, and if you um, fail, uh, you're going to get executed. That's, yeah, that's we're going to you know, make a voodoo doll of you and flick your nuts. Uh, <laughs> or uh, something else. Yeah. Not a, everybody that listens to this is male, hopefully. Right. <laughs> that hopefully would, that we, would suck if that's yeah. our reality. It's like, yeah, only men listen to your podcast. It's like... Like no, no women at all. No women. It's no all dudes. No trans just people. Gotta, nothing. Like yeah. it's like yeah, just just dudes. It's like ah, this man. Is, we try to be inclusive. This is not great. And we try to talk about like we talk about feminist shit all the time, and we we yeah support. yeah feminists. You love that. We talk about that feminist shit all the time. <laughs> John worded it that way, not Steve. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> We talk, we've been drinking, okay? So I wasn't thinking. Talk about that feminist yeah. bullshit. <laughs> we talk about that feminist shit all the time. You know what we mean. Yeah, you know, you know what we mean. You know where we... we Actions sp speak louder than drunk words. Right, yeah, exactly. But the thing... I've been trying to figure out, like, what is it about ICP that people just... Like, why are they considered the most hated band in the world? Like, Because people hate clowns. Is that... Do you think it's the clown thing? Or mm -hmm. do you think it's because people are like how the fuck did these guys get famous and I could have done the same shit that they did and I'm not famous. No, they couldn't. No, so, they because I think a lot of people feel like, well, I could have rapped about clowns and killing people and, you know, fucking fat bitches named Bridget and stuff. Well, it's definitely a little bit of jealousy. Yeah. yeah because, but people do hate clowns. Yeah. So do you think it starts with the clown hate and then after they listen to them, they're like, oh, I definitely hate them now. Because they're not actually like birthday clowns. Like the whole reason for them wearing the clown paint 
is that they're supposed to be clowns that work for the Dark Carnival. They could be my birthday clowns. Yeah. Oh, no, if they were like, hey, Jay and Shaggy will for real show up and be fucking birthday clowns to your birthday, it'll be like, are we getting a bouncy house? Please tell me we have a bouncy house and we have plenty of liquor. It's like, I'll make a video for you. You can even play that garbage Juggalo Homie song <laughs> all day if you want to. I don't care. Hey, man, it, fuck you, man. It's like, no, fuck you, Shaggy. Like, you, you guys know that song's kind of lame. Yeah, it sounds like something, like, Justin Timberlake and Nick Lachey would make together on, in a bouncy castle. In a bouncy castle? Okay. It's still have... good. I mean, obviously, Justin Timberlake can sing better than either one of those guys. Right. But... He can't. He can't wear the face paint. Actually, I don't know. He might. He might nail that. Face Could you paint. imagine like a sketch where Justin Timberlake dresses up in like ICP if he's clown in, paint? That'd be hilarious if Justin Timberlake did a song with ICP. Oh yeah, yeah because yeah. he's one of those dudes that would do it. He would actually do something like that. Yeah. He made a three-part series of ridiculous shit with the Lonely Island and Andy Samberg. My dick in a box. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first one, and then the 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 mother lover song. Yeah. And then the uh, uh, three-way song with Lady Gaga. Right. <laughs> they can they can get some pretty good celebrity appearances. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's because Samber, he's you know he, everybody knows him. Everybody loves him, yeah. But I just think that um, because I've been trying to figure out, I was like, what is it about ICP that people can't stand? And it's like, is it their lyrics? Is it the clown stuff? And I think the clown thing is part of it, definitely. But I think the other part of it is like. Like on the on our first episode, there was that guy that was like they just like I don't know if the, I don't know what they call music anymore. This isn't music, and it's like what people music is always subjective, just like comedy is, right? Like we right. we listen to ICP and we get it, we understand the message, we have some laughs, we understand what it's about, but we're also not running out and fucking killing people and doing crazy shit like there is in the album because we have a conscience and we know that we shouldn't be doing shit like that, right? Other people listen to this and they think, like, that's why people are fucked up. That's why people want to kill themselves and want to go out and kill people because they listen to stuff like ICP and Marilyn Manson and all these crazy artists and shit that talk about all this controversial stuff. And it's like, no, most people that listen to this aren't, like, fucked up and, you know, have went out and killed people. And, yeah, there are going to be the few outliers that, that take music too seriously or they, they think the music has told them to do something yeah, but they've they've blamed that on musicians going way back. I mean, they try to get Judas Priest on stuff like that way back in the day, you know. And I think that ultimately what it is is I think people look at these two like broke ass kids from Detroit that dropped out of high school, saw them become famous and saw them doing everything that they did, and they it's a it is a jealousy thing because they're like fuck, I probably could have done something like that. And, you know, created something and, and become famous off of it. How the fuck did these guys do it? Well, to those people, I say, well, then do it. Live your dreams. You can still do it. Doesn't matter how old you are now. I mean, you can still do something good if you put enough work into it. I mean, I'm not going to tell you like everything everyone else says for, you know, celebrities. Like, put your mind to it. Anything's possible. It has a lot to do with luck. Right. But that doesn't mean you have to give up on it. And if it's something you're jealous about. You know, you don't have to give up on it, even if you fail. So what? Try. Well, uh, and that's, but that's the thing. I think like the story about ICP is that they are like very much self-made because nobody really wanted to help them work on anything. You know, 
as far as like trying to like get mainstream attention and they've done everything that they've done they released all of these jokers cards without really having like serious play on mtv they haven't been very uh strong on the radio they might have had maybe a couple of songs every once in a while that happened to make it to radio right and like that kind of stuff and it's like i think that a lot of times when people look at icp i think it's it's easy to go after them because they're like, oh, they're dumbasses that dress like clowns, and because they're white dudes that rap, they're also like, oh, yeah, they're dumbasses like that Vanilla Ice fucking dude that thought he could rap. And it's like, they have a lot he of could things. Rap. But the thing, like, if you go back, like, seriously, no bullshit. If you go back and you listen to, like, what was it called? To the Extreme, the original Vanilla Ice record that, like, Ice Ice Baby and all that shit's on. The dude legit could rap. Like, he was legit. But he got roped in with all that stuff that they had with MC Hammer and, like, the parachute pants and all that kind of stuff. And they wanted him to make him into kind of like a white MC Hammer. And it ruined his career because his credibility was gone. You know? Right. And so then he had to end up you know, kind of going like the total opposite direction and going to like gangsta, you know, gangsta sound and rap and stuff because he was trying to just do something different so people wouldn't think of him as the dude from My Size Baby. But that's one of the things that people have always said is that like, well, white people are always going to be bad at doing hip hop because they didn't come up with it or whatever. And it's like you can look at Eminem. You know, you can look at, like, a lot of these people, like G-Eazy. You know, he's another one of those, like, white rapper dudes. And despite how you feel about Machine Gun Kelly, he does have his fans, right? And he does have some talent. But I think the reason why ICP is so easy to hate is because they're, like, the low-hanging fruit. It's easy to make fun of them because of the clown paint and the crazy records. And now you have all the FBI gang nonsense bullshit that's happened. If people are like, see, see, they're fucked up. Look at their fans are a bunch of damn gang members and stuff. And it's like, actually go through the records and understand what they're talking about. And you'll see that it's more than just, you know, two guys in clown paint. There actually is a whole message here. And if you're just trying to judge them without really paying attention to what's going on in the albums, you're going to miss all that. Yes, their message is join a gang. <laughs> Get in that thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Kill people, sex with dead bodies. Learn voodoo. Flick nuts. Drink Fago. Drink Fago. Fuck Eminem. <laughs> Fuck fat bitches. Name Bridget. Name Bridget, yes. Need a rusty axe. Rusty axe. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much that's the message. Right. <laughs> that's it. I so, think we stuck the landing. I think we did good. Yeah, I think we nailed it right there. Yeah. Boom. Uh so this has been Beyond the Hate. Yes. Do you have any comments, bitches, gripes, complaints? Keep them to yourself. This has been Beyond the Hate. <laughs> but uh yeah. This one does go out to the ninjas.